It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this fifth day of October 2022. This is The Horn. Headon.live is where you find us on the interweb tubes. That's our home, you know. And that's where you go if you'd like to participate in the Merry Wackies Any Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza. That is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, most, most weeks. 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all times in between, and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening live, and thank you for listening to the podcast. And please, tell your friends and neighbors. I, I, the conversations that we have here are so special and so spectacular and so unlike anything that goes on in the sort of prefab world of other podcasts and whatnot. It'd be great to have more people participating in this little experiment in live progressive broadcasting. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm excited. I'm on the road tomorrow. You know, program note, there won't be a, progr- a program tomorrow or, uh, or Friday because I'm on the road. <sighs> and it comes with some, you know, kind of trepidation. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm off to my, we're saying 40th, but it's really 41st, you know, because we had this pandemic that people didn't take seriously that killed over a million Americans. Um, but we took it seriously, so we're here to talk about it. Stand by. Things are blooming or something. Pollen. I don't know. Actually, I think it's the goldenrod. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. So, okay, it probably will at some point in time. Um, but there's been a lot of sneezing and, and watery eyes and stuff like that. But no, I'm off to um, the 40th high school graduation reunion of Henry A. Bradshaw's class of 1981 in uh, Florence, Alabama. And I've been running around trying to get things done. I wanted to get my uh, tires rotated today, but I stood at uh, I stood at the Wally World Service Center for about 15 minutes while no one said a word to me, so maybe I'll get it done when I get down there. I don't know. Um, nah, some some dude was getting his uh, getting his getting his new tires or getting his tires rotated or something, and 
and and I guess his buddies worked there, so they were all just sitting around over there talking about Bubba stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, what do you say? I ain't got God damn it. I know. I, I don't know what this world's coming to. I don't. <sighs> so I walked away, but I got a lot of stuff done. Um, I picked out, and and there will be photographs. I'll, I'll share. I'll share on social media. I have my outfits for the meet and greet Friday night, and I have my out my 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 out my ensemble for the uh, dinner and dance on uh, Saturday night, and uh, it's going to be at a yatched club, y'all. I have never set foot on that place. I'm going to feel a little I'm, well. I'm going to feel a little country mouse about it, frankly. But I've got I've got a, I've got a nice ensemble put together, and I'm looking forward to. Seeing people I haven't seen in 40 years and whatnot. So anyway, I'll be back to air come Monday. No singing. We've got a $600 fundraising goal, so there will be no singing. I won't, I won't sing the opening bars to Jimmy Buffett's come Monday or anything like that, so don't worry. Um, now, today, today's theme song was Dreaming by, by Blondie. Because um, I realized I'm like, 48 it's 48 weeks now since since my surgery and i never like i said on facebook a little bit ago i never would have dreamed that this was possible and so you know i i feel this this special need to say thank you to everybody who has stuck by me through and and everybody hasn't but to everybody who has stuck by me through this transition and been patient and understanding and accepting i can never thank you enough i sincerely cannot And, of course, there are other thank yous to go out because this every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude. And this program is no different. So we, th- we say thank you to our fifth day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you to uh, uh, Kevin in Colorado Springs. And thank you to Kenda in Missouri. And... Uh, uh, thank you to our dear friend Jessica out in the greater Rochester metropolitan co-prosperity sphere. Thank you, Jessica. Um, and that's th- that's our thank yous to our uh, fifth day of the month subscribers. I had a note from Jessica. Um, she said uh, uh, for the... Uh, Horn Family Community Congregation, unwinding after a long day of listening to Tuesday's podcast, and you just mentioned getting ready for your class reunion and deciding on what you were going to wear, and I can't help but uh, empathize with you a little. I can't say I really had any interest in attending my class reunions. I didn't really fit in with my classmates beyond my little clique. I was ready to skip our 20th in 2015, except I had a few people who requested I attend, and one of my best friends and junior prom date wanted to get together before the gathering, and a little voice in my head pointed out that five months prior, I survived my second entanglement with cancer. A cancer that, had it not been detected as early as it was, would have been occasion for an entirely different gathering. It wasn't a totally unpleasant evening, and I was able to chat with a few people I hadn't seen since we received our diplomas and marched out of the, the gymnasium as the school band played the Notre Dame Victory March, our school song. What is that, the... Uh, we never stumble, we never fall, we sober up on grain alcohol, send a pledge out, four more beer. Never, well, never mind. No, that was a 
And it's good that I went, as it was the last time my classmates saw the man I used to be. As the horn may remember, three years after that reunion, in September 2018, I had the dream which shattered my eggshell and started my journey towards transition. Like you, our 25th was going to be in July of 2020, and I had come out publicly that March 31st, the International Transgender Day of Visibility. So that would have been my graduating class's introduction to Jessica, but COVID put paid to that. So our 30th reunion in 2025 will be my official debut, and I know exactly what I'm going to wear. A bespoke red dress that... We're both going with red dresses. Hmm, I wonder about that. A bespoke red dress that will flatter my figure with a halter top low-cut enough to display a tasteful, okay, maybe a mildly obscene amount of cleavage. Oh, my God, I can't do that. And a slit up the skirt to show off leg and hip. Pair this with a pair of matching red three-inch Mary Janes. Oh, my God, a red purse and nail polish and fuck you red lipstick. Uh, For those who remember the scene in The Matrix featuring the woman in red, that's the look I'm aspiring to achieve. For those unfamiliar with it, I'll post pictures of the scene to Robin's Facebook. Oh, you must. Oh, and if I can find one to borrow, and if the dress isn't enough, I want to arrive at the venue in a classic red E-type Jaguar. We say Jaguar around here, you know. So I don't know if I've inspired you to figure out your ensemble, but regardless, I'm sure you'll be stunning as always. Sorry to be so long-winded, Robin, but I thought I would let you know that you're not alone in the trans girl attending her first-class reunion department. Mind you, I have a little less than three years to get things together, but you also have Annette and Miss Terry Allen to advise you. Miss Terry Allen will be there, as a matter of fact. I sincerely hope you have a wonderful time, Robin, and look forward to hearing how it goes. Here's 20 bucks to help you ease your mind and a small portion of the expenses. Safe travels, Robin. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you so much, dear. So kind of you. I don't know if I got the confidence to pull off the red dress lady from the Matrix, but well, my dress is kind of a red-orange color. It's an orangey red, and our high school colors were orange and brown. And so, you know, the nails are on point. I'm going to have, like, you know, a uh, an orangey red dress with a um, sort of an oatmeal tan khaki, if you will, um, cardigan duster over top. Um, a dear friend has worked out my uh, my makeup plot for me. Uh Annette's taking care of the hair issues, and I'm as ready as I can be, and I cannot wait to see Miss Terry. I cannot wait to see Miss Terry. But at any rate, if you do want to be part of the Merry Madcap Wacky Zany, etc., pop on by the chat room, please. Uh, you'll be greeted by early arrivers, Squeaky and Roger in Oregon, and capably moderated by Pinch Hit Midweek Chat Room Utility Moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan. And uh, uh, Steve, of course, uh, does Wednesdays because like, uh, like, like doctors used to, and maybe still do, uh, Sparky takes Wednesdays off. And, uh, well, that means that uh, Steve, is, Steve is in charge of the brain zapper for the evening. Um, and, and, and zap liberally, Brother Bishop Steve, zap liter- liberally. So ordinarily, this would be prayer meeting Wednesday, uh, but there's stuff to go into that sort of uh, gets out in front of prayer meeting Wednesday. But uh, in the meantime, the uh, bishops will be uh, bishops. The deacons. There's only one bishop. That's Steve. Uh, the uh, the deacons uh, will be passing around those heavy brass bound 
velvet-lined, burgundy velvet-lined plates. And uh, uh, there's a PayPal button in there and a Patreon button. God, we need Patreon subscribers. And we need PayPal subscribers. And we need all the cart contributors just to try to keep all of this going. The fundraising goal stands at three or five, $580. $580. And that will get us caught up so that we won't be in a hole when I get back here on Monday. Um, so uh, pretty pleased if we can get a start on it. And as an inducement, as an encouragement, um, Ralphs tells me via email that uh, she has a challenge on the table. It is the uh, uh, it's the Robin's hitting the road twenty five dollar challenge. She's got twenty five dollars to match whoever sends in twenty five bucks. And that'll get us down to $530. That's huge. Uh, thank you, Ralphs. Thank you so much. Uh, your nails being on point. Are they pointed? Actually, no, that's the irony of it all. I got them square-tipped this time. And I finally, that taking Annette's advice, uh, got them short enough that I can type reasonably well with them now. I was getting them a little too long. But they're cat's eye. And they're orange and brown. And the cat's eye part of it is a bright orange and is sort of a, uh, and, and the base is a sort of a, um, what, a, uh, uh, a rusty brown color. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. Stop talking about your dress, Robin. Okay, okay, but it's exciting. It's a big deal. And so I will, uh, please. Please, if, if, if everything works out as planned, I will get out of here at, uh, uh, what was the term? we? Yes, Sparrow's Fart tomorrow morning. Hi, Robert in Australia. Uh, Spiro's Fat, which sounds a little bit like Spiro Agnew. No, quit it. Stop. We're not going to go down that road. Uh, but uh, get out of here, and, and if I go straight through with limited uh, stops and manage to make stopping for gasoline, match up with stopping for other things. I might just be there by 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon if I leave at 6 because that's 5 o'clock over there and I get pick up an hour and God's time zone and all of that. Um, so enough about me. Let's talk about other things. So anyway, the PayPal button is at headon.live. The, uh, if you want to use Patreon and become a Patreon subscriber, just click on uh, support and Patreon button's right there. But where to begin? Uh, I have I have two in mind. Uh, and I'm getting more and more antsy about the talk of potential use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine. There's a story floating around there saying that uh, uh, the forces of Mother Russia may ha- may be positioning like tactical low yield battlefield nukes in and around the area because Putin has found himself uh, in a corner, and unlike dirty dancing, there is no rule that no one puts Putin in a corner. 
Well, thank you, Brother Bishop Steve. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Talk about your attire all you want, Robin. It's your show. Yeah, but y'all are the, the y'all don't want to hear that. <laughs> um, oh, but I, oh, I have some. Uh, I have some cute little black suede kitten heel booties. Now, stop it. No nukes in Ukraine, and it is worrisome. And I know that the, but the 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 fact that we're talking about it as though any sane or rational person would ever use nukes on a on a on a on a pre on a uh, first use first strike basis. You know, any sane and rational country that was not the United States, because you know we kind of did that. But that was then, and this is now. And it's it's terrifying to think of, because there's a whole bunch of there goes the neighborhood that goes with that. Because if we take uh, if we take as a departure point, what um, former General David Petraeus has said that in fact if they used some sort of nuclear device on uh, some portion of Ukraine, that then we would then kill. The, every Russian soldier inside the territorial confines of Ukraine, and that would include the pre-2014 borders that includes Crimea, and that then we would uh, we would then sink their entire Black Sea fleet. You, where where does that escalation take us? I mean, never mind the fact that you would have an area of Ukraine that would be un un you know uninhabitable for the foreseeable future, and the unforeseeable future, for that matter. Um, and we then do that. What does Putin do? For, and the only possible positive outcome of this is that the oligarchs and various and sundry other wealthy plutocratic shitheads in Mother Russia would then get together and throw a blanket party for Putin, and we've we've heard in the past that he's so isolated now that about the only other person he talks to is his bodyguard. This just doesn't sound like a healthy situation, if you know what I mean. And then you got to think about the fallout and which way the winds are blowing from Ukraine or through Ukraine. And in the back of my mind, you know, two of the largest, if not the two largest nuclear reactors for civilian power purposes are located in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, Chernobyl. And if you're thinking like a cornered rat, which Pooty is... Then maybe you, you you start thinking in terms of uh, well, let's see if we can maybe uh, maybe maybe there will be terrible accident with great nuclear uh, release of, of of radioactive materials from say nuclear plant if nuclear plant should happen to melt down and go cold on floor. How you say how how you say Fukushima in. Uh, in, in, in Russian.
Am I the only one that's creeped out by that? Because make no mistake, I am creeped right the hell out by that. It's frightening. And hopefully cooler heads will prevail is something that can be a thing. And then today in insurrection, you know, the the, the trial of Stuart Rhodes is underway. Uh, It's in day three now. He's being tried for seditious conspiracy. And his uh, ex-wife, Tasha Adams, who actually helped Stuart Rhodes start the terrorist group that planned armed assault on the government of the United States, you know, the Oath Keepers, uh, showed up on CNN and had a conversation with uh, uh, John Berman on uh, New Day today and issued a, a rather chilling warning about what to expect if somehow or another Stuart Rhodes were to, uh, well, uh, Rolo Tomasi it and be the guy who gets away with it. Allegedly making preparations for violence before January 6th. Let the fight come. Let the fight come. Let Antifa go. If they go kinetic on us, then we'll, then we'll go kinetic back on them. I'm going to sacrifice myself for that. If things go kinetic, good. If they throw bombs up and, and shoot us, great. Because that brings the president his, his reason and rationale for dropping the insurrection act. I'm going to have a fight, guys. You want to start now while he's still commander-in-chief. You do not want to waste this opportunity and let him feel like he has no support. to be to go into D.C., um, but I do want some of keepers to stay on the outside and to stay fully armed and prepared to go in armed if they have to. So if the shit kicks off, then you rock and roll. Federal prosecutors played the audio from the Oath Keepers founder, Stuart Rhodes, on the second day of the group's seditious conspiracy trial. It's the first major piece of evidence that prosecutors have used to establish the plan by the far-right group to allegedly descend on Washington, D.C. and oppose the lawful transfer of power. Rhodes' ex-wife, Tasha Adams, is with us now. She did help Rhodes start the Oath Keepers, which she has since said she regrets. Tasha, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You've obviously known Stuart a lot longer than the rest of the world and in a lot different ways. When you hear that recording, what do you hear? It's just how Stuart talked. I'm, I I can't count the number of times I've heard uh, there was a quote in there. I was so familiar. Don't make it easy to pop you with a conspiracy charge. And toward the end there, this was a phrase I heard again and again and again. And I'm, it's interesting that someone finally recorded him saying it. I heard him say it. He would huddle his guys up like a football team before they went out and, and give them a lecture on conspiracy and um, why they're at risk for it. And that's part of that is because he was so good at walking those legal lines. Each individual act would, in most cases, be considered technically legal, just not when you put it all together, when you look at what they were, you know, planning to do eventually. 
Let me actually play the exact clip you're talking about there where he refers to the notion of a conspiracy. Let's listen. So you hear his legal mind, Yale Law graduate, his legal mind at work there. Yes. And that is just something he was hyper aware of at all times. You even hear him saying this call is probably being monitored. That's how he lived. He, he even spoke in the House as though he was continuously being monitored at any given time. And it's why I was so afraid he, he may not be arrested, because I thought maybe he had walked that line just fine enough. But I don't think he did this time. What's his relationship or attitude toward violence? He has no limits when it comes to violence. His only limit on violence is what does he think he can get away with? Though he is risk adverse for himself, he doesn't want to get hurt. Um, he certainly has no limits on um, engineering violence from the other side, from no, no limits on um, justifying it for anything that he thinks is a good cause, whatever that may be at any given time. And that can change with someone like him. How much faith do you believe he had in others to walk the line that he's calling on them to act and for others to behave in the way he was hoping, namely the former president, Donald Trump? He really believed he could control people with his voice, as long as he got in front of them. This is why I, I did believe that there was a moment where he asked to speak to Trump directly. It sounds like him. It sounds like he was becoming fearful and he wanted to regain that control and he wanted to use his voice to manipulate mm -hmm. even Donald Trump. So, look, this is a court case. He's the Queen's Rock with the voice of command. He is not guilty. What do you think happens? Yeah if Stuart Rose is found not guilty? If he is found not guilty, he rises again. The only thing stopping him from, from being the great hero on the extreme. Yeah, hold on. If he's found not guilty, he rises again. Sounds like something we've been saying here since about January the 7th, 2021. Y'all, they're gonna do it again. Right? was that for a short time there, they suspected he might be some type of informant. Well, now he's he's paid his dues in that department. He's been in jail. I, I believe he even said, you know, going to jail would, would help him in the movement, at least in the eyes of the movement. Um, there's nothing, if he's acquitted, stopping him from rising up, becoming a great hero and a, and a martyr and a leader all at once and um, doing this again. Tasha Adams, we do appreciate your unique perspective on this. Thank you. Thank you. So there we go. Really, they want to do it again. They're chomping at the bit to do it again. And this idea of, you know, oh, we got to do this while Trump's there for us to help him. Make sure it sort of puts it in perspective, doesn't it? The way he behaved with, uh, what was his name, Tony Honorato?
and the other people who uh, kept him from going down to the Capitol and fomenting further terrorist activity. I know, Darlene in Connecticut says, but he rises again? What the fuck? Is he Jesus Christ or something? <sighs> more like uh, cutting the head off the hydra and three more grow in, uh, grow into every stump. Because that's the way it is with the... You know, with with uh, right wing terrorists in this country, Jesus. But this is nothing to sneeze at. And you heard the audio that was played in court. Wow. And meanwhile. Uh, you know, we talked about Christian Walker, Herschel's, one of his many sons. He at least acknowledges the existence of Christian. Uh, and we talked about how Christian Walker put out that social media statement, I guess on like Instagram or something, and said he's done and called his daddy a liar. Well, a little thing you need to know about Christian Walker before we go any further is that uh, he's not not exactly being heroic here because Christian Walker has oodles of followers on social media for something he does called the Anti-Woke Podcast. So make no mistake, he's calling out his daddy, but he, he may have called out his daddy not just because he was telling lies about his mama, but because he was hurting Christian Walker's brand. Yeah. And now Herschel. Well, Herschel has a new ad out. I play this not in. in I come. I come not to praise Herschel, but to bury him. Get the hockey puck. Rebel One Ops running a nasty. Dishonest campaign. Perfect for The Reverend doesn't even tell my full story, my true story. As everyone knows, I had a real battle with mental health. Even wrote a book about it. And by the grace of God, I've overcome it. Sir, by the grace of God, he overcame it. Apparently, there were no pharmaceuticals involved. Um, he had a real battle with mental health. Am I taking it too far to say that he's probably long since lost that battle with... I'm just trying to... Because, see, what that statement really is, and Nidia, if you're listening, and I get this wrong, please correct me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not trying... What Herschel had and probably still has, is a battle with mental illness. Frankly, if you say you had a battle with mental health, it, meant the, it, means, the mental health won, it means the mental illness won. But, no, but he can't say, I had a battle with mental illness, because then his campaign, which is entirely 
too surprisingly viable at this point. And don't we love the tinkling piano in the background? Reminds me of Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Yeah, it's usually it's usually accompanied by a tinny piano and, a, and the lines, "Mister, I met a man." My <sighs> bad, Humphrey Bogart. But <laughs> Bogart did it much better. But do, do, do you do you see what it means to the Republicans to say, "I have suffered from mental illness. I have been mentally ill." he's kind of done if he does that. So instead, you have to get this bizarre Orwellian language where he says, I had a, be- I had a battle with mental health. If I, if, if I were a musician, I would break right... Well, there wouldn't be any singing because, well, $580 fundraising hall. But I, but I fought the mental health... And the mental illness won. I'm not making light. But the approach, the desperate approach of that campaign to try to discount what were horrifying stories is pathetically transparent. Rebel One Ops running a nasty, dishonest campaign. Perfect for Washington. The Reverend doesn't even tell my full story, my true story. As everyone knows, I had a real battle with mental health. Even wrote a book about it. Yeah, my battle with mental health. Uh, Nidia says, you are not wrong, but my guess would be that he has a personality disorder. This is a guess. But I think you're probably not wrong, Nidia. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Herschel Walker, Breaking Free, My Battle with Mental Health. No, I can't read the subtitle from here. Had, asks Emilio, had an issue with mental health? Is that the present had? Ooh, ooh, we're, we're, uh, mm, hmm, fun fun with the art of word knowing today. I had a problem with mental health, Emilio says, and mental health beat the shit out of me. And yeah, there, there's Ralph. So I fought the middle and middle one. Y'all, we got to do something about this hive mind here. Media uh, says that he he sounds like he may be antisocial. You know, antisocial, uh, BPD, that kind of borderline personality disorder that. Yeah, that, that's that's when you pull out the gun and point it at your at your own head, and then point it at your ex's head, and it, and you know, then you get out the knives, and it, all of which you know Hirsch has done. And by the grace of God, I've overcome it. Warnock's a preacher who doesn't tell the truth. He doesn't even believe in redemption. I'm Herschel Walker, saved by grace. Now prove this message. Yeah, I was saved by grace, and. Hired by the hired hired by the maggots to mm, yeah, it, buddy. Are, are you saying you had a miraculous healing? Did anybody put their hand on your head and say, Herschel, say baby, say baby? And 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 are there recordings of the same person who does that kind of thing saying, 
I never made him come. I never made him come. Because remember, there is audio of Ernest Angley saying, never mind, there's no connection between Ernest Angley. I don't know why I do these things. But here we are. Uh, uh, Reverend Warnock is, we don't even believe in redemption. He couldn't be a reverend in the Baptist church if he did not believe in redemption. But the thing is, uh, I'd say Herschel is somewhere around about as much of a Christian as I am, which is to say, not at all. Oh, for pity. I know, I know. Damn it, Scott. Scott in San Diego. Uh, Herschel's battle with mental health. Tried it, didn't like it. Yeah, like that. And uh, the, the, the interesting thing, though, is that... Uh, uh, for for complaining about somebody telling untruths about him, uh, Herschel has his own mm, tenuous relationship with the facts. Writing over at Huffington Post, published at Huffington Post, 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 Post. Uh, well, he's been busted as of today in the Huffington Post article. Uh, they write, in September 2011, ESPN was rolling out its new documentary about Herschel Walker, but the man of the hour wouldn't be at the big premiere because he said he had real work to do. At the time, Walker claimed that he was unavailable because he had to head back to Arkansas for a sales meeting at my chicken factory. And then in July of 2022, a few months back, the New York Times investigated, and they discovered that, uh, well, Herschel had never had a relationship or been straightforward about a relationship with a poultry producer. Uh, In 2011, Herschel said, they don't know that I have this food service company and a drapery company, and I oversee six hospitals around the United States. Huffington Post pointing out that the last part there was entirely, well, made up. Uh, the article goes on to say, the reason not many uh, people know about Walker supervising hospitals around the country is because it appears that he never did. Uh, There is no evidence that Walker ever supervised or started hospitals or medical centers. His personal financial disclosure forms, which have already been amended multiple times, do not indicate he ever owned or ran hospitals. And then this past Monday was the big reveal about the 2007 abortion that he paid for. And uh, the Herschel has denied in the strongest possible terms and the, the, the abortion, but nonetheless, well, there, there's, there's the maggots and the various and sundry uh, mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing freak maggots. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't so much, that, that really doesn't, it don't matter. 
I mean, it kind of does. But as I've said on a number of occasions, and this being um, the, this being prayer meeting Wednesday, this is a good place for it. When uh, when a Democrat makes a faux pas, it's horrible, unforgivable. But if a Republican does it, they will promptly answer, He's not perfect, just saved. It's happened time after time after. Because, you know, it worked for people like, oh, uh, David Bitter of Louisiana Stan. And then also from Louisiana stand, Jimmy Swaggart. I have sinned against you. Now watch me play this here piano. But when it comes to uh, straight up nasty, well, it's been a while since we talked about her. But, uh, well, Dana Lush is uh, back in the spotlight, kind of, a little bit. Referring to uh, people who have made allegations about his otherwise unacceptable conduct, well, just let Dana say it. So does this change anything? I mean, do you want my opinion? You're listening. Not a damn thing. How many times have I said four very important words? These four words. Winning is a virtue. What I'm about to say is in no means a contradiction or a compromise of a principle And please keep in mind that I am concerned about one thing and one thing only at this point. So I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. If the Daily Beast story is true, you're telling me Walker used his money to reportedly pay some skank for an abortion and Warnock wants to use all of our monies to pay a whole bunch of skanks for abortions. Skanks. And yes, when they're used predominantly over 99% of birth control and it's my taxpayer dollars, you have invited me up in your business and I will use whatever descript I would like to. Thank you. So it doesn't change anything for me. Well, if that's the rules we're going to play by, then bitch, go brush your hair. And it apparently didn't go over very well with uh, um, the folks at uh, The View, Skanks, 
I mean, this notion that a woman exercising control over her reproductive system is skanky for doing so. I guarantee you, da- I guarantee you that Dana Loesch has probably so Dana Loesch somewhere along the way has given has given some has given some uh, the, the zygote of a, a, a saline baptism. Sorry, I would I would I would bet money. At Harris in Reno, or 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 or, or, a, or a bookie in London, and you know that she, you know damn good and well that she's she's that she probably uh, to use uh, Flush Flemball, who of course is still working on getting used to the Pineapple Express down in Hell. Uh, you know she uses slut medicine. That's what Republicans call it. Sure. Uh, things got a little bit uh, heated there at the view over the skank comment. Girl, see you next Tuesday. Coming midterms and both sides of the aisle and being up front about how far they'll go to win. Some conservatives are saying that the, the allegations against Herschel Walker don't matter and Democrats like Jen Psaki are defending the strategy of supporting some GOP candidates. Just so... What is going on? <laughs> I mean, just, you know, they want to beat him in November. And then there's this. Take a look. Democrats tell me when I've asked them about this is they see the a leadership, uh, leadership of Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell to be existential to the rights of women, to the right to vote, to fundamental rights for people across the country. This is three-dimensional politics, people trying to win, and Democrats trying to hold on control of at least one House of Congress. I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. If the Daily Beast story is true, you're telling me Walker used his money to reportedly pay some skank for an abortion and Warnock wants to use all of our monies to pay a whole bunch of skanks for abortions. First of all, ma'am, there's a lot of women who find themselves in a position of having to have an abortion. How dare you call them skanks, first of all. Bring it. And I believe the whole point is that Walker is saying, I believe that this is murder, I believe that, and has paid, supposedly, for women to have abortions. That's the point. If you're gonna, if we're gonna have these discussions, please stick to them and not go off calling people names cuz i'm keeping calling you a name out of my mouth cuz it's no. not the right thing to do yeah it is do it yeah. right it just exposes the the moral rot that's taking over my party like i listening to that i can't can't defend that for a second there I, in, as a pro this is Elisa Farah griffin she's the she's the, the the she's the wing nut on the view now the moral rot that's taken over my party but then she's going to go ahead and double down on denying women the right to, yeah, privacy. Pro-life woman to hear someone else like Dana, who is a pro-life, call women who get into situations where they need abortion skanks is just shameful, and I will not defend that. This does- No, she won't defend it because Dana Lush said the quiet part out loud. Elisa Farrah Griffin, on the other hand, is a pro-life Republican. And she believes as strongly and thoroughly as does Dana Lush 
that women should not have the right to control the workings of their own reproductive systems or the privacy to carry on conversations with, uh, with uh, like that with their doctor and make an informed consent decision. The fact of the matter is, the only difference between Elisa Farrah Griffin and Dana Lush is that Dana Lush doesn't hide behind some fig leaf of compassion. Dana Lush is just a biatch. Whereas Elisa Farrah Griffin, well, no, this is the moral rot that's taken over my party. But I'm pro-life. So I'm actually of the same position Dana Lush is, but I wish she'd quit talking like that because it makes my life harder. This is an interesting topic that we're wading into because I think, listen, Herschel Walker, the hypocrisy there is very, very clear. I tend to trust people more by their actions than their words. His actions were he paid for his mistress to get an abortion. That's not pro-life to me. And so if you are pro-abortion, you paid for your mistress to get one, don't try to legislate something differently when you're running for office. The, on the point, though, of Jen Psaki, I do worry that both sides are kind of getting into this area where it's win at all costs. Yes. Yes. And yes. I, I've called it out, Sarah, we've talked about it, but Democrats put $50 million behind election deniers Ooh. on the Republican side thinking they'd make better general election candidates. They'd be easier for them to beat. The problem is, is it boosts them. So like Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, he's going to lose for governor most likely, but it's boosting his name ID. Mm-hmm. Who's to say the next race he won't run for is secretary of state in a swing state like Pennsylvania? Yet, mm-hmm. when they could have a say in even trying to overthrow future yeah. elections. The issue for me is that that comes out of the Republican playbook. And so I think it's very interesting when the Democrats now start pay- doing things like that, like, Ow. well, let's pay for the most extreme, let's support the most extreme Republican candidate because that person can't win a mainstream general election. And she's not wrong. Remember when it came out that there was oodles and oodles and oodles of Republican dollars going into the coffers of, I don't know, Ralph Nader in 2000? (sighs) Yeah, and they do it all the time. And however much money they spent in 2000, by God, they got it back, pressed down, and and they cast their bread upon upon the Naders. And they came back pressed down and shaken together. Pressed down and shaken together by the Brooks Brothers riot there in late 2000. Let's forget, or let's not forget, rather. Let's remember, even, that uh, the coup of January 6, 2021 was not the first coup regarding the presidency in this country. Because George W. Bush never been president. And when you go down that road, you can get really sad really fast. 3,000 people in Washington and New York. Corkscrewed into the ground in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. A million non-combatant Iraqi civilian dead. How many wedding parties in Afghanistan hellfire missiled into the dirt? Like I said, it can get real sick. The first coup 
aided and abetted by Republican dollars poured into the campaign coffer of Ralph Nader, was successful. The second one thus far has not been. But that's a hell of a caveat, the thus far. And Republicans have been doing that since the 40s, actually, and I researched the 30s. So that's one thing. The second thing is I, I just wonder what do Republicans stand for? You have Dana, who used to be the, I think, the spokesperson for the NRA, right? And so she's the spokesperson for the NRA. She's a spokesperson for freedom. She's a spokesperson for the AR-15. We should be allowed to, to kill life with that. Yet now also she's saying women that have abortions are skanks and that it's okay to have that abortion if your man is paying for it. What do the Republicans stand for? I mean, it just seems to me that there was a time when it was really easy to define conservative principles. You've mentioned the Well, they were hypocritical principles all along, and, they're be and, and she's being very gentle about it. What do Republicans stand for? They stand for what they've always stood for. And that's one of the things that I try to... And, and, and I think we generally as a community do a very good job of understanding this. They want it all. They want it all. They stand for the will to power. They stand for the acquisition to power. They stand for Machiavellian non-ethics that say that the end justifies the means. Whatever evil they have to do in order to acquire power, they will do it. Okay? This is not that complicated. They have no morals. They have no ethics. They're ethically dead and morally bankrupt. All they want is power. Because with the accession to that power... They can then exercise it, and they wish to exercise it over you, over me, over all of us, because, and not to put too fine a point on it, that's how fascism works. And fascism isn't something new in the Republican Party. If Henry Wallace recognized it in 1944... When fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in a flag and carrying a Bible. How much more true is that in the here and now? But we told ourselves a fairy tale. We, 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 we let ourselves believe a polite fiction that Republicans and Democrats were equally invested in some sort of notion of American-style democracy. And, uh, and, and, and American values of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's who they are. It's who they've ever been. You know, since at least Teapot Dome. Jesus, Teddy Roosevelt was railing against uh, um, William Howard Taft. 
And that's why Roosevelt started a third party, the Bull Moose Party. And he himself was as racist as the day is long. And a saber-rattling advocate of global American imperialism. You know, I was driving by, uh, I was out today, and just because I think about things, you know, I drove by a branch of, uh, the local branch of Chase Bank, which used to be Chase Manhattan Bank. A little piece of trivia, did you know that Chase, or Chase Manhattan, is named for a person who never had a goddamn thing to do with that bank? No, really. Chase is named after Salmon P. Chase. He was Lincoln's Secretary of the Treasury. He never sat on the board of Chase, Chase Manhattan, any of its project, any of its progenitors. They named the bank Chase in honor of Salmon P. Chase. Because Salmon P. Chase's I, his his approach to debt and financing during the Civil War completely re reinvented the idea of the power of government debt. And people came out of the Civil War filthy rich. Absolutely filthy rich. Because of debt. So, you know, just a little piece of trivia. By the way, thank you to uh, uh, Stephen, Miss Karen, and little Cletus. Don't know where, what you're driving, but please get a quarter to a half a tank of gas on me. Be safe, my friend. Check you on Monday. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Miss Karen. Thank you, Cletus. Um, well, I'm driving. A, I'm driving a Ford Fusion, 2016 Ford Fusion, and uh, I've got enough gas to get me out of West Virginia right now and get me into Kentucky, where uh, I think I'll probably see even lower gas prices. So, fingers crossed. Thank you, Steve. And that means we're five dollars away from meeting. Uh, meeting uh, Ralph's Robin's hitting the road for the reunion challenge. Five bucks more, and that's met. And that's tremendously helpful. God, it would be great if we could get out of the, uh, just knock out the six hundred, well, five hundred and eighty dollars this evening. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, it'd be wonderful if anybody wants to jump in. And I know it gets tiresome me talking about this. God, no, no, nobody gets more tired of it than me. But anyway. Uh, sorry about the little digression into Republicans and fascism, but I just get a little tired of this sad pretense that Republicans are just like us, except they have slightly different points of view. Because it's simply not true. Many times. Anna has mentioned them many times. Sarah has mentioned them many times. Limiting the size and reach of government, reducing taxes, strengthening national defense, and holding firm to traditional moral values. 
What the hell was that that we just saw? Well, well, well you know, when, you're, when you say that, you know, both sides have done it, it doesn't make it any more right. Because right. to me, when you play political chess, the people become the pawns, which means by definition, they're disposable. And this is a problem to me because either the house is on fire or it's not. We've been told the democracy is at the brink of being lost. We saw what happened on January 6th. The risk is too great for the people if those people win. You know when else this backfired? Donald Trump. Because Democrats did feed that. And it's a common thing that happens across political, like you just right. said. Just it happens like, on both yeah. sides. Yeah. But the problem is that got us Donald Trump. So everything we're seeing right now when we talk about future things, well, what about it? We're backing up on women's rights. Yeah, we are. And that's because Donald Trump was in office and got three Supreme Court justices in on that move. You are playing with fire. And it is not okay because the people that will hurt the most are the voters. Well, let me, let me get in here and let me say a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, First okay. of all, <clears throat> okay, okay. we all here for you. <laughs> I hate it when women attack other women. So if he, uh, if she's calling the, wo the woman who got the abortion, the woman he's, the women he sleeps with, with which are many, because he's Does got... Is he married? I thought he was married. He's been married. He's been married. Okay, but here's, here's the point yeah. I'm making. So it's not an affair. Okay, if they are skanks, then what are you suggesting, ma'am? That we send the man who sleeps with skanks to the U.S. Senate because his judgment is also good? Are we letting Ow. him off scot-free just because he's running for Senate? And we're going to put all the blame on the women, which is, I think, a very shameful thing to do for other women. Listen, this is the bottom line. This is not the Republican playbook. This is Machiavelli. Yeah. This is yeah. war. Yes. This is the art of war. And this is for the whole enchilada. Probably. Wait, did somebody say Machiavelli? Machiavelli? Ends justify the means? Wait, there's this, there's this blonde girl that has this uh, little, little, little internet radio brother who was talking about that, about all... Oh, 45 minutes ago. Hmm. Hi, Anna. Probably the race in, in Georgia could very well determine who is in charge of the Senate, whether it's a Republican majority leader or whether it's a Democrat majority, majority leader. And that means setting the entire agenda. But what so, is the Republican but, agenda? Because as of 2020, the Republicans decided not to put forth a national platform. So if we're talking about the total enchilada, we're talking about power. What is it that the Republican for the next do? two years the Republican agenda is opposing everything that Joe Biden proposes they're making sure that he cannot claim the bipartisan legislation and the bipartisan victories which he has many of that he's managed but, to pass in the bigger, last two years that is the Republican bigger, agenda right now oppose Joe Biden but a, a bigger a bigger point here though is the reason that we have what are frankly not good Republican candidates is because Donald Trump's hold on the party across the board Carrie Lake in Arizona Doug Mastriano Herschel Walker those do not reflect my conservative values. And I think that's the case for tens of millions of Americans who are like, it's not about limited government. It's not about freedom. It's not about strong national defense. We've got to get back on board with what are our values. Is it calling people skanks and saying win at all costs? Because that's not the party I'm part of. Well, that's, also, that's been the party for a long time. Yeah. Oh, Whoopi nails it. Uh, but I just have to note that uh, I thought she was going to break into break into some Elvis there. and I thought she was going get, to get down with... Uh, we got to get out of this place, but no, nah, well, you know, hope springs eternal, right? I mean, I, I hate to say, I hate to say, but that has been the paintbrush you all have been painted with that comes from you know who. And the biggest problem is, Sonny, you got, you're going to have to say, say that, why don't you just say it now? Let's go. <laughs> oh, my legal note. Yeah. Thank you, Whoopi. Uh huh. Herschel Walker has denied the allegations in the strongest 
possible terms mm -hmm. that he paid for an abortion. Okay. <laughs> As I was saying, now, you know, we're, we're, we're stuck in the middle of trying to figure out what's best for us as a nation. And people in your party have to make a decision. They have to make a decision. Because we've gone this far because no one stood up and said, wait a minute, this doesn't work. Someone finally no. did, but it was kind of late. And what so do we we're stand as a Republican yes. voter and Republican donor made that decision in 2016? Well, when that came I know. down, okay, so. That, yeah, but you, are, you are one. Okay, well. There are many. Yes, What's there the are many, and we need the many. Well, yes, I see. He, see, when he does this, this means. <laughs> that means we're going to break. Exactly. We're not going to break, but they were. Uh, yeah, uh, Randy Radar pointing out uh, Salmon P. Chase was on the $100,000 bill. And, by the way, just uh, the reason he wound up as a, a justice of the Supreme Court was because uh, Salmon P. Chase had real hankerings to run against Abraham Lincoln in 1864. And he wasn't nearly as intelligent as Lincoln, and, but he thought he was. And so Lincoln, oh, Salmon, my old friend, uh, how would you like to be a justice of the Supreme Court? Oh, that sounds wonderful, Mr. President. And so suddenly Salmon P. Chase was out of his hair. Because it would have looked unseemly for a justice of the Supreme Court to suddenly decide to start running for president. That was back when whether something looked seemly or not for a justice of the Supreme Court actually mattered a little bit, you know, unlike now. Right. No. Brother Deacon Asa, you are you you are you are trifling you are trifling with an assignation with the murder hornets when you say that. Did I hear you say you're going for uh, the orangey red look? So you're going for the Trump look that oh brother deacon. I don't think modern mathematics can count the number of murder hornets you're going to fillet in hell for that. Nope. Just nope. And here we are at the, uh, well, past the top of the hour. And so we're in the second hour of the uh, uh, program. Um, let me Let me see here. Uh, well, no, anyway, uh, if you would like to uh, participate in the program, if you've got something to say, you are welcome to check in. Uh, you can either use Bob Kincaid Horn at Skype or 304-574-8178, or you can use the stress line, 844-843-4676, 844-THE-HORN. Uh, named for the gone but not forgotten Bill Mr. Stress Miller. And, uh, oh, it works real good. And hopefully, uh, I don't know, we'll have, uh, we'll have some interesting conversation down the way because I, 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 I am nowhere near, um, Nowhere near done.
and proof of that, well, uh, this. Dr. Oz. Well, wait, before we go to Dr. Oz, I mean, that, 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 that's going to take some time. Uh, well, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to uh, Herschel for a second. Since it is prayer meeting Wednesday. Um, The New York Times with its report said the quick consolidation behind Mr. Walker less than 24 hours after the Daily Beast reported on the abortion claim on Monday exposed a Republican Party that has become increasingly conditioned to discount questions about personal behavior in pursuit of political victories. It's a trade-off that has paid remarkable dividends in recent years. Social conservatives embraced Donald J. Trump, despite his history as a brash former Democrat who once supported abortion rights. He rewarded the movement by appointing three conservatives to the Supreme Court justices who delivered the long-sought decision to overturn federal abortion rights. That's a hell of a quote from the New York Times. Despite his history as a brash former Democrat who once supported abortion rights, that's where you go in talking about the the, the Republican evangelical support for Donald Trump? That's where you go, New York Times? Really? Um, I'm not feeling it. I think that sentence should be something more on the lines of, uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a shock for a group of people who claim to hold the moral high ground, who eagerly supported a man who admitted that he sexually assaults women at will. You know, grab them by the pussy. Uh, somehow, no, no, I guess not, no. Um, uh, Ralph Reed, for instance, the former executive director of the Christian Coalition, uh, said he expects 100% that evangelicals will stick with Mr. Walker. Hmm. Probably not. Uh, probably not a, 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 a bad guess. Uh, Matt Lewis right, wrote the piece at uh, uh, the Daily Beast. Uh, he's a conservative. He said, less than 24 hours after the, day, after the Daily Beast explosive report about Herschel Walker allegedly paying for an abortion, Republicans and anti-abortion rights groups are rallying behind the former football star turned politician. Let's be honest. This is a good one. Character doesn't matter. Today's Christian conservatives and the Republican Party have concluded that we are in a war with the left. And in wars, we do not have any room for niceties like policing our own side or being concerned with silly things like character, warriors have to do gruesome and immoral things. And then he drove the nail. 
Herschel Walker being a 2022 Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate is yet more proof that idiocracy was a documentary. Hi, Matt. Listening to the program for the last 15 years or so, have you been? Is that yet right? Because how many times have we noted that? The only, the, the, the only way Mike Judge could make idiocracy was by putting it 500 years in the future when he was talking about the very immediate present. And the fact that Christian conservative groups in the Republican Party are immediately rallying to support him demonstrates that the conservative movement is decadent and depraved. That's strong. So go ahead, conservative Republican politicians. Grab women by their privates. Pay for abortions. It doesn't matter what you do. Character doesn't count. Family values are for suckers. Matt Lewis noted the whole Access Hollywood tape, but... I guess it's it's too dainty and delicate for the New York Times. Uh, a couple of notes. Uh, yep, uh, Irish Dave and uh, 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 Randy Radar noting. Salmon P. Chase was on the one hundred on the ten thousand dollar, the ten thousand dollar bill. It was the highest denomination U.S. currency ever to public publicly circulate. The highest denomination is now the hundred dollar bill. Uh, and uh, uh, billable Rick with a note, subject line: Justice Thomas. How did Clarence Thomas become Fappy Thomas rather than Slappy Thomas? I'm confused. I must not have received the email on that topic from the Transworld Jewish Space Labor Global uh, Space Laser. Glo- I ruined that. From the Transworld Jewish Space Laser Global Domination Group is little Miss three names on that email list. Well, I was just uh, billable. I was just trying to sort of modernizing modernize the terminology. Um. Uh, Fappy is a uh, more 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 uh, more current uh, neologism, and just in case there are any of the younger generation listening to the program, I didn't want them getting lost on Slappy. Who who did slap? So he became Fappy Thomas. Clarence pubes on the Coke can. Fappy Thomas. Maybe somebody will even look up the whole thing. Pubes on the Coke can. Yeah. And, so, and, and I never did manage to work Long Dong Silver into, the, in, in, into that uh, nickname. He was part of that whole pastiche as well. Jesus. <sighs> it, but, uh, well, let, uh, uh, enough... Uh, I hate to keep people waiting. Let's run over to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello, Robin. Hey, Ken. How are you? I am doing just fine. Uh, wow. Flappy Thomas. And wow. We got quite a show going here. Uh, wow. Yeah, just wow. I mean, I don't even know where to start. 
I have so many damn ideas. Well, pick uh, uh, pick pick one and take a run at it. <laughs> uh, well, let's start with uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little pathetic, but I feel sorry for Herschel Walker a little bit, just a little tiny, teensy bit. Um, boy, uh, the Republican Party seemed to push them to run because they wanted. Well, uh, they've abused people for forever and you know, forever, right? So why wouldn't they abuse uh, this uh, sad sack? Look, he had so many concussions, probably. Um, you know who who knows how bad they were because they want him to play, and they probably played him when he shouldn't have. Right? That's really my only concern. But he kind of made his bed, so uh, welcome. Well, no, I, I, Ken, true. I have I have mentioned on a number of occasions that there there is some sympathy to be had. He was, and and this is so often the case of uh, so called scholar athletes, and particularly yeah. uh, scholar athletes of color who Ooh. are mercilessly used by uh, by by. Athletic programs, right? And if they happen to get injured, well, they're well, yeah done, but, right? They're screwed. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they can't forget it. You know, a scholarship and you can't afford to pay for uh, you know fifty thousand dollars a year tuition. Well, we're gonna drop out. Well. Well, yeah, and and, and of course, and of course, Herschel Herschel was was uh, shattering rushing records at the University of Georgia at a time when nobody much cared about head injuries. Much, for sure. And then the competition maybe wasn't so hot. And and I think I think as I said before, if I recall correctly. he had probably behavioral health and cognitive issues as a child before he ever picked up a football. Prior, yeah, for sure. And then the and, and then he just started definitely. piling one on another, uh, beginning with like you know whatever JV football, and then the high school, and then Vince Dooley's Bulldogs, and the USFL, which is where he first uh, ran afoul, uh, or, or I'm sorry, made the acquaintance of Nitwit Nero. <laughs> Oh. And yeah. but 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 again, uh, as as Sonny Hostin pointed out, and as I pointed out, in the Machiavellian politics of the Republican Party, well, it's it's really not much different than the approach of you know college football coaches back then. Uh, it, it it doesn't the person doesn't much matter as long as they get the job done, and well, we're not going to worry too much about them afterwards. Yeah. Now Herschel has been oh, Herschel Herschel has been and is being well paid. Yeah. Uh, for that job, you know, being the Republican mm-hmm. candidate. But right. what scares the absolute bejesus out of me 
is what happens if he actually gets. I mean, there's 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 just this massive horror of what happens if the Republicans take the Senate. That's that's. But just what happens to the Senate? The Senate is already a compromised and disrespected institution. It is the it's it's the poster child for anti-democracy in the United States. We've already got Ron Johnson uh, from Wisconsin. This guy is such an uh, such an idiot that there is literally, and I can't, I am not kidding here. There is literally a statue that is traveling Wisconsin right now. It is a statue of Ron Johnson, sculpted out of shit. <laughs> so we've got him. And then you got uh, Tommy uh, Tommy T- Tommy Tubertown, yeah, Tuberville in in Alabama. Well, uh, Herschel being the stupidest, hands down, he wins. I don't know. Um, so I don't, don't. I don't know because you know, Marsha three X, no, Marsha three X Blackburn's still there. Yeah. And she's crazier than a sprayed roach, and 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 yeah. and, and meaner than a run over rattlesnake. Uh, I, I, yeah. I hope I hope Mandela Barnes wins in Wisconsin, and then there's always Rand Paul, libertarian ophthalmologist, and that thing on his head. Um, but that's actually a perfect segue to. Give me those puppies, Doctor Oz. Puppy killer, yeah, isn't that that's special? I mean, honestly, it really is. It's spinning. <laughs> I hate to change gears on you like that, but yeah, it slammed in reverse. But <laughs> yep. Do I still have you? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. uh, And you have this thing. I don't know, but uh, even with the thing with the the kid uh, who's, you know, ass in his own right, but maybe he did that just because, uh, you know, who he was. It's Herschel Walker. Well, his dad's running for president. Well, I'm a freaking, uh, I have nothing going. So why don't I pump the, the money, the money machine that the, the Republican Party is? And I think, and, and, and I, I think you, I think you've nailed it. Uh, it's all, it, it's, it's all about the Benjamins. Mm. I'm so sorry for the kid. I, I mean, oh my gosh, a horrific uh, family scenario. But in today's world, they're using it to uh, have a job or something. I, I, I don't know, get rich, uh, get infamous. What is it? I don't. I don't, I don't understand it. Like I can't really actually comprehend it. Well, that's because that's because you've got a you know a shred of decency about your essential being. Yeah, yeah. 
probably more rhetorical. Well, yeah, I knew the answer. The question, I thought, in order. I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be, but, um, but yeah. You don't ask questions that you already know the answer to. No, that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. Well, of course. Earth caveats and everything. Yeah, I like my caveats on a little toast point, maybe with a little bit of some capers. And <laughs> Shame on me. I'm sorry. No, they taste terrible. <laughs> Tastes like shit. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you were going to talk about... <laughs> So is hypocrisy. I mean, that's the most foul food ever. I'm sorry, what? Hypocrisy uh, is the most foul food, most foul tasting thing ever. Yeah, so. but the thing is, if you're a Republican, you probably eat, you probably eat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, and, I know. And, and, and snack time, too. It's almost a gold star. I don't know. This is weird. And, well, shit. My cousin's still in town because my uncle died. And, you know what? I don't care. I mean, I do care, but um, he was old and stuff. But uh, she's living in my rent-free, and it's killing me. Um, she keeps bringing up the politics and stuff. I try to avoid it. And you know what? Honestly, I'm going to explode at one point. Um, and I hate to do that, but wow. It's literally rent free in my head. I keep. Oh, crazy stuff. What are you talking about? Like, Global warming denier. I mean, just really, Earth is flat. Or haven't we been through this? Do we have to fight every freaking thing? Two plus two equals four. And algebra, you know, damn Iranians. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. I'm so tired, Robin. Well, no, well, and, 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 and it's, it's okay to be, you're, you're, this stuff is exhausting. Yeah, and then with the transgender issue, like, it's not an issue. I'm like, just like us talk about not having to talk about it because you know, it's an issue. You should have rights, but, well, it should be an afterthought. How about human rights? What the fuck? Well, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy for you because uh, you're not you're you're not terrified. You're not you're not scared of things you don't understand. You you know you're you're everything that liberals and progressives are. And well, I'm scared of the aren't. Catholic. I'm sorry, Robin, but I'm scared of these fucking fascists. They're really scared of crap on me. Well, they, they, they are. They're terrifying, um, and the only thing you can do with them is crush them. Crush them. Yeah. Hopefully.
Yeah. <clears throat> well, listen, you you hang you hang in there. It's good to hear from you, Ken. So very good. How long? How much longer? How much longer is the cuz in town? Oh, oh my God! Ed. I can't leave soon enough. <laughs> but I, I, again, there's that dichotomy of some people uh, being nice and, and try to help, and um, but oh, whatever. Um, I will talk to you later. Uh, Hopefully we meet uh, the challenge to keep you on the air, and I will talk to you soon. Well, I hope well, I, I, I hope I hope we do, Ken. And listen, you take care of yourself, and you know, just try to find a reason to smile just every now and then. I know it's not always easy, but yep. you, know, just, you know, just just remember, yeah. you're not alone. There's a, whole bu- there's a whole there's a whole bunch of us out there. And even when it even when it, when it feels absolutely overwhelming, hopefully yeah, it that's is. really why I call him. That's right, really Ken. why I call him because I need some affirmation and much love, peace, and uh, well, I'll talk to you. Later. All right, you be good, Ken. Good talking to you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. And we will keep things rolling. Uh, let's see. This is coming. Uh, oh, we got another call. Yeah, hey, welcome to the program. Auntie Robin. Oh, Scary Jerry. Uh, Jerry? You know, yeah, people were asking about you the other day. Wanted to make I've sure. just been freaked out, basically, because, damn, I have so much material. Um, Ron fucking DeSantis tried to corona that hurt. Wait, wait, wait. He tried to corona the hurricane? Yes. If we don't talk about it, it's not going to happen. Well, hurricanes don't work like that. No, they you don't. You got a bunch you know, of crotchety just like old Witt, people yeah, just sitting like, on the coach. Yeah, just like Nitwit Nero couldn't couldn't nuke the nuke a hurricane either, no matter how badly he wanted to. It well, oh, and this is my favorite bus driver. I love her. She's probably very married. How you doing today? I was hoping I didn't miss you. You're on a podcast, but we won't mention you. Hi. You? All right. Can, can you hear me? Uh, you're right there. All right. When that storm crossed Cuba and lost 10 miles, it was a problem. That was Sunday night. They should have been lighting shirts on fire. No, you got this dickhead going, well, you know, da, 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 da. and he was just like, it's like he stole somebody's book report. He had no idea what he was talking about. There was no emphasis. He didn't want to freak anybody out. There may be 10,000 dead people, okay? Because he didn't want to freak anybody out. And I saw the track. I'm just, that image I sent you, I'm just a guy. I'm not even a meteorologist. You could feel the weather change. And and you knew it was going to be bad because the whole Category four, category five, that's just fucking bureaucracy. That's going about 170 miles an hour. Gusts of 200 miles. But they can't take this category five because uh, it's worth something that's the money then. You follow? I do. I absolutely do. I'm here. Hello? Yeah, you're here. I'll call back. 
Dagummit. I, I, I hate I hate it when Scary Jerry has connectivity problems. What was that line? Uh, Jerry gets going, and I have a hard uh, and and I can't I can't even stop for your cowbell. Uh, and there's the cowbell. Ron DeSantis was talking about the hurricane like he stole somebody's book report. Maybe this is Jerry again. You there, yes. Jerry? Cool. Yes. Um, I don't know which athlete. And my favorite quarterback on my favorite team had a nasty concussion that gave me concussion flashbacks when I poked the jaw. And I've just been like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch cartoons. Everything how you doing, Rob? What's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bad, Jerry. Let me just add, if you're if you're on a Bluetooth or something, could you not be? I'm not on a Bluetooth actually, but I can help. Let me get farther away from the engine. That might help. Is that better? Is yes. that better? Yes, it is better. No, I'm oh. do, I'm, 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 like I've probably already bored everybody half to tears with. I'm all excited because I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm going to my 40th high school reunion. You know what? You trigger motherfucker! You. I've been avoiding my senior class for forty years. Uh-huh. Purposely. There's a long story about it, um, but between your surgery, your transformation, all the things that happened, um, I'm living my life like I only have thirty days left. So whatever I'm doing, there, account, I'm going to go do some comedy. I still shit stuff. Oh my god! Actually. I made. It. Have you ever seen the movie Angel Heart? Yes. I made a similar deal, but with God, and I lost four four uh, choice parlay too. Oh my! And my God, my God, not 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 the uh, blue eyed Nazi Jesus God. I don't know who the hell that is. So you do what you want. There's something I know you're good at. You uh, got to do what you got to do. I said, fine. I said, the only way I will do what you ask is if, believe it or not, Donald Trump becomes president, there's nuclear uh, uh, tension, the weather's a mess, and the dolphins look like they're going to the Super Bowl. So here I am. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I, I threw the dolphins on there. Just so that's never happened. You suck. <laughs> Um, the guy with the most dangerous job in the world is the person of color who preaches peace in brotherhood. You got an expiration date on it, especially if you're nonviolent. So I get to tell the world, straight shit up and drop some jokes. That's the truth. In fact, the first time I got written up in school, I it was because I was pretending to be Johnny Carson. And I was just talking to the guests about the piece of I've been having a lot of repressed memories pop up. Happens. And, um, oh, back to the concussion. The first thing you lose when you have a concussion is your sense of humor. Did you know that? No. Concussions are really bad. It's probably one of the worst things that can happen. Uh, concussions are a precursor to dementia. All of uh, 
Herschel Walker's foibles are concussion based. He never ran away from any contact. And God bless Herschel Walker. He's a bad boy idiot, but he should be here. What the hell is wrong? Really? We get invaded by aliens. You want Herschel Walker to get up there? Oh my God, they're blue. What am I going to do? Fuck Herschel Walker. Seriously. That's a damn fine point. I'm, I'm done with stupid people. I, I, I got to go back into Ron Santos. He was on speed telling people remain calm and didn't want to panic. It was time to panic. 12 foot, 15 foot storm surge moving at 150 miles an hour. It's not just water, the water is moving at 150 miles an hour. You can't, there's nothing you can do about that. Yet, yeah, no. And then he, he has his box going, he's doing a, a good job. I go, really? Two weeks ago when he should have been, because you could, if you are from Florida, you could feel it was hurricane. It's half hot, it's half humid, it's oh, we're going to get. If we're lucky, we're going to get in trouble. But you can feel it. It's like you can feel if there's a blizzard coming. It's the same vibe, but different. So two weeks ago, when he was running, uh, kidnapping Venezuelans, he should have been getting all those electrical trucks binding them down the state because somebody was getting We just played a gigantic game of duck-duck boots. It was terrifying. 150 miles away, the wind for 70 miles an hour here, and we had tornadoes. Epic. Then 4K tornadoes. Seriously terrifying. Yeah, that was the other thing. They were, yeah, they, they were, that, that thing spawned a shit ton of tornadoes, didn't it? Uh, uh, F2s and F3s. This shit was wrecking shit, but they had a 40-mile-an-hour eye, a 40-mile-wide eye. That just was on the bullshit right there. And I was watching it on the map. I'm like, they didn't evacuate. They didn't evacuate. This motherfucker didn't get planes, but he couldn't get buses. I hate those people on the other side of the state. But I love them. But this Lurie, nobody deserves a Category 5. Nobody. Well, no. Well, you know, now we're back. Now we're, we're back. We're back in with Clint Eastwood in uh, Unforgiven. You know, deserving's got nothing to do with it. I mean, they earned it. I got to be honest. And then. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, you, I, I'm, 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 I'm really. I got problems saying they earned it. They didn't earn it. They voted. A majority, a majority of them voted for it. That's the most racist part of our state. They're one of the two. They're two temples to hold MAGA. All right, they earned it. But even that, I look at them and I didn't know what counties. I go, those guys need to get the hell out of the way. Okay, it's going for the water. They always put hurricane tracks on water. And all of those places are on the water. So you can see it. I mean, well, I mean, when when we were talking, yeah, when we were talking about it last week, one of the things I pointed out is that, you know, Lee County, Florida, has not voted for a Democratic nominee for president since 1944 and FDR. The governor of Florida has one job. Don't let us all get killed by hurricanes. Literally, that's it. Everything else and will pretty can. much take care of itself. 
thousands of people are dead. Okay? Thousands. Down in their house, ripped apart, electric, electrocuted, fired. If I close my eyes, I can hear the scream. Nobody deserves that. And then to go, hey, any Venezuelans, you want to help us clean up? What the fuck is wrong with that? Two weeks ago, my governor in the third biggest state in the country is out looking for Mexicans. Not even to go to Mexicans. Because Tom Gates, Miami Dade, Broward, and Monroe, where, where's Sanctuary sitting here? Who gives a fuck where you're from? Fuck it. Get one. Get one. That's how we've always done it. That's who we are. I love when I go into a room or a restaurant and I don't know the language that's like stuff. That is the most beautiful, rapturous moment. Because it's like a new code. I'll go, what? Oh, uh, we're from, uh, where's that deep place? Uh, you know, one of those places. Come on, whatever. Wow. I just listen. If everybody was the same, I would go crazy. I love the difference. I was just in Hylia. I was drinking food and coffee. Yeah, I got served by a Colombian girl. Her boss was ex-historian. Uh, her her uh, auntie or something was Puerto Rican. And I didn't hear a word of English. And I was just, I was like, thank you for letting me practice my Spanish. I look forward to it every day. I love that about us. And they hate that. Fuck that. Anyway, back to the concussion. You lose up all major functions. You lose autopilot, you lose memory, cognitive, you lose the ability to control your emotions. But for me, I lost my sense of humor. Any job I've ever had that I hated, I got by and was successful because I was funny. And the day I hit my head, I lost that. I became just like everybody else. So I lost everything. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. You're 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 still you're still breaking up a little bit, like you're a little over modulated or something. But I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't right, know what to do about better? that. Is uh, it better? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm just excited. I'm over modulated because I've also you also lose the ability to do that radio voice. You would understand what that meant. So you have to learn everything again. Yes. And, it, and a lot of people, I mean, if you go on the streets right tonight, you're going to see drunks, you're going to see drug addicts, you're going to see crazy people, and you're going to see people back at it. That's who's out. Getting head injury also makes you aggressive and violent. Junior say out comes to mind. Yeah. And, and he... Junior say well, a Junior Seau should probably not be mentioned in the same thought space as Herschel Walker. No, I hate when people go. Those are the people I want to choke. I was raised by the four foot eight inch my mom sister. Doesn't matter what the fuck the problem is, get it done. So easy that. That it's effective. When I tell people I'm crazy, as hell, they go, no, you're not. I go, that means my training is successful. 
I know the meds I take. I know the look that my counselors and my uh, uh, clinicians look at me when I start being too honest. So, yeah, I, I know what's going on. And it was all great until I hit my head. I could control it. That was the fun. But yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes Jerry, I'm glad that I was as bad a football player as I was. Because that means I didn't get hit in the head very often. I, uh, I broke my jaw. I got a question from him. And what freaked me out about to his injury is I did it reverse. I landed on my own. My, uh, forearms. So my legs are going over my head, and I had to do whatever spirit or whatever I was talking that day. It told me to catch my legs or I'm going to be a, a paralyzed. Because I was snap my spine. I was going about 30 miles an hour through the air with no visible means of support. Uh, the sound quality is going to pick up in about six. Give me a second. I'm almost off on my stop. I'm driving by Joe Rock Stadium right now. I still call it Joe Rock. I don't call it Hard Rock. That old dude built that stadium out of his pocket. Last guy with a dream. Didn't ask anybody. I mean, he, he, the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins were uh, first with uh, a bounce check in 1966. Hello? Yeah. No, go on. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. No, we're just having a rough night. It's a, it's a rough night tonight with uh, Scary Jerry. Uh, these things happen. Uh, we are uh, well. Pa- we're we're past the halfway mark of the program. We're still trying to come up with five bucks to me- uh, finish meeting uh, Ralph's challenge. I'm getting on the road tomorrow. I have to pay bills before I leave. It's a little frightening. Um, but, well, I'll cross my fingers. Um, in, 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 in light of the fact that, that Scary Jerry's been having considerable audio problems there, uh, I want to make sure that we get to a story this evening that damned well deserves it, and, and there's some background to it. I don't understand what it is with Republicans and torturing animals. There was recently, and, it, and, and the reception was mixed, to say the least, uh, there was a uh, sort of biodrama, and for the life of me, why anybody would want to make it or think they could make a buck off of it. But, you know, these streaming platforms will pay for Strange things. This particular piece was just simply called Dahmer. D-A-H-M-E-R. And yeah, it was about him. And we all know, without going into any of the gory details, who and what Jeffrey Dahmer was. But one of the things we know about Jeffrey Dahmer... One of the early warning signs about Jeffrey Dahmer was the fact that as a child, he tortured animals. And in the literature of 
uh, of, of mental health. A child who torments animals is a really big red flag, flashing neon light, screeching siren for future problems. And I thought about that when I ran across this story, and this story put me in mind of something else. Way, way, way back when he was the uh, majority leader of the United States Senate and was trying to diagnose at a great distance a woman named Terry Schiavo. Well, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Frist, a senator from Tennessee, opined uh, uh, that uh, he simply knew because he was a doctor that Terry Schiavo had brain activity when, in fact, the poor human was in a persistent vegetative state. But there was a legal battle taking place, ironically enough, in Florida, in which Terry Schiavo's parents were trying to stop Terry Schiavo's husband from allowing her to pass on, to die, with some remaining shred of dignity. Now, since dignity was involved, that meant that uh, the Republicans, of course, would be making people miserable. And so there was much barking and grunting and hooting and moaning about Terry Schiavo's right to life. And God only knows how much Republican money went into the campaign to ride poor Terry Schiavo's back. I would say it was one of the greatest moments in shameful behavior in the Republican Party if, in fact, the Republican Party was capable of shame. Oh, there was chest thumping and, 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 and harumphs and, bra- and, and, and browbeating. And, and at the center of it all was Senate Majority Leader then Bill Frist. Bill Frist was a physician. And in the course of it all, it came to light that Bill Frist had been very much involved in killing cats. It was a repugnant story, and I hope this isn't triggering. But the story went something like when he was in, when he was in medical school... He would get cats from a shelter and kill them and then dissect them. And that's how he earned the nickname Bill the Cat Killer Frist. And for the longest time I thought we'd seen the last of that sort of thing, but oh hell no. No, no. Enter Dr. Mehmet Oz. Now, along the way, you know, there was also the story of Seamus, the family Irish setter of the family of 
Bishop Willard Romney, another Republican, another high-ranking Republican. In fact, his party's nominee for president in 2012, low, barely, yay, ten, ten long years ago. And the story of how when they went on vacation, they strapped poor Seamus to the roof of the family truckster and went on vacation. And what a horrifying wreck poor Seamus was when they got to their destination. It echoed in real life a scene from National Lampoon's vacation. Oh, God. Well, now meet Dr. Oz, Republican nominee for Senate from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Well, Mehmet Oz was involved in uh, animal experimentation. And it is repugnant. And if, if, you need to, if you need to turn the program off for a minute, this is going to take a little bit. But this is another example of the kind of people that the Republican Party, the maggot party, thinks will make good candidate timber. At one point in time, Dr. Mehmet Oz was a principal investigator at the Columbia University Institute of Comparative Medicine Labs. Uh, he He was there for years. And eventually he took on full scientific, administrative, and fiscal responsibility for the conduct of his studies. The publication Jezebel reviewed 75 studies published in academic journals by Dr. Oz's team. This is sickening. You know, when I began being introduced to cosmetics, I was glad to see glad to see labels on these 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 potions and pastes and powders and whatever that said vegan, cruelty free, never tested on animals. Because animal testing is brutal. Dare say hateful. In some instances it can be beneficial because there are, for instance, in drug trials, there are um, instances in which laboratory test subjects, animals, uh, can be compared to how a human being responds in the early phases of the testing of the drug in question. Or the substance. Well, um, as Jezebel points out, Dr. Oz makes uh, Bishop Willard and Seamus, well, he makes Bishop Willard look like a PETA activist, for God's sakes. Columbia University conducted an internal investigation. You know, this isn't some liberal publication making an allegation 
this is the actual institution that was responsible ultimately for the conduct of Dr. Oz going back and taking a second look. And what they found is heartbreaking. Between 1989 and 2010, over the course of those 75 studies, Dr. Oz killed over 300 dogs. And he didn't just kill them because there are standards for how one goes about doing this that say that suffering is supposed to be minimized and euthanasia is to be quick and as near painless as possible. Well, um, the Columbia University Institute of Comparative Medicine took a hard look and found that Dr. Oz and his team experimented on at least 1,027 live animal subjects, not just dogs, but pigs, calves, rabbits, and small rodents. Out of all of those experiments, 34 of them resulted in death for at least 329 dogs. Two of his other experiments killed off 31 pigs. 38 experiments killed 661 rabbits and rodents. And the only reason this came to light was because there was a whistleblower. A veterinarian by the name of Catherine DeLordo. And she was horrified by the behavior of Oz and his team because of multiple violations of what is called the Animal Welfare Act and the minimal standards they have for how one treats dogs, cats, primates, rabbits, and other animals in the possession of animal dealers and laboratories. They're not supposed to use paralytics without anesthesia. They're not supposed to experiment multiple times on the same animal. Well, under oath, Dr. DeLordo testified that one dog that she examined was experimented upon by Oz's team, and the result of which experienced lethargy, vomiting, paralysis, and kidney failure, and that Dr. Oz and his team let the dog lay around in absolute agony for two whole days. Another dog was kept alive for a month for continuous experimentation. Again, a howling violation. Probably poor word choice of the Animal Welfare Act. Then there was the experiment where a litter of puppies were killed by an intercardiac injection with syringes of expired drugs inserted into their hearts without sedation. 
Then they left the puppies in a garbage bag with other puppies that were still alive and were their litter mates. The USDA even required Columbia University to pay a $2,000 penalty. Really? A $2,000 penalty? For violating the Animal Welfare Act. And it, it, it came after Columbia engaged in its own internal investigation and settled with the USDA. But according to Dr. DeLordo, even that settlement was dirty because some of the participants in the settlement negotiations were engaged in the same kind of skeevy, dirty, rotten uh, behavior that Dr. Oz was in. Even after the settlement, Columbia referred to Dr. Oz as a highly respected researcher and clinician who maintains the highest standards of animal care. Asked to respond for the purposes of the Jezebel article, Dr. Oz's team has yet to say anything, which incidentally led to a, just a, 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 a mordant tweet from John Fetterman's campaign showing a picture of Dr. Oz holding a fuzzy little dog wearing a plaid jacket and asking simply, has anyone seen this dog since May? And without making much noise about it, apparently uh, Columbia University has cut all ties with Dr. Oz. They've scrubbed his personal pages from the Medical Center's website where once he had been vice chair of surgery and director of integrated medicine at Columbia Medical Center. And yet the guy, and, and it's the same thing we wind up saying about the likes of Herschel Walker. And yet this guy could wind up a member of the Senate of the United States of America. Wow. I, I know that's not a very trenchant comment. Wow. But why is it that it seems that when it comes to inhumane behavior, the people who bray the most about the sanctity of life are the ones who are torturing 300 and killing 329 dogs, including a litter of puppies? I mean, Jesus, Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz makes, makes, makes Cruella DeVille look like Dr. Doolittle. But why does the party of life have such a profound fascination? with death.
And then by extension, what does it say about the morality of anyone who would cast a vote in favor of a puppy killer? Understand, you can't use the word murder because murder is a specific term that refers to the killing of a human being. This is why we we object to the allegation that a a pregnant person exercising sovereignty or or, uh, executive function over the workings of their own reproductive system is engaged in murder. They aren't. Can't breathe, can't live outside. Never mind. Let's don't go down that road. It's not a tough. It's not. A, it's not a tough to. Con- it's. It's not difficult. But they are a sick lot. And there, 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 there must simply be something broken about them. To be able to go into a polling place and cast a vote for that kind of a human being or that kind of a being, that kind of a creature. Yeah, I know where I stand. Jesus. 320. Over a thousand. And it was horrifying. Just horrifying. Oh, let's uh let's go back to the stress line. All right, welcome to the program. Miss Robin, is this better? Uh, yes, yes, Jerry, yes. I, you know, I like Android, but their worst app is the actual phone. They do everything but actually make a phone call. Well, I got to give Apple that. So I, I use a new dialer app. I turboed it. I isolated it in the kernel. So the primary purpose right now is having a phone call, which, shit, the modern smartphone, that's like number 20 on things, a list of things to do, which is ironic. Yeah, they're, 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 the focus is much more. I suspect the focus is now much more on taking pictures and video. It's crazy. This is a decent call, though. This, would have, this is a late 90s call right here. Yeah, this is pretty good so far. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right, where was I? Um, okay. Um, I am a fire and brimstone preacher, but I'm a liberal. I'm a tree hugger. I'm a vegan. I believe if a bum ass you pull a beer by him too. Because that's what Jesus would do. In fact, one of my jokes is Jesus threw the first rave. We don't know that. He's like, Jesus, oh. right away. Yeah, the loaves so, and fishes. I don't even drink. Uh, oh, oh, or the, oh no, I'm not sorry. The loaves, not the, no, the wedding at Cana. The wine. He's like, yeah, we're out of wine. What are we going to do? 
You know, I don't even drink like that. Yeah, we're out of weed, too. All right. Uh, put me some barrels. Let's see what we can do. Three days later, Jesus has headphones on. There's girls dancing on the table, and it's just going crazy. That was my first break with uh, my religion because it lied. It said, no, no, well, okay, it says wine, but it was grape juice. Oh, my God, you got that, too? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Nobody stays up three days with grape juice. No, I I talked to, I I was talking many, many years ago now, I was talking with a guy who was actually an ordained Southern Baptist minister who had been to a Southern Baptist seminary, and I said, what about the wedding at Cana? He goes, well, back then, what they called wine then is what we call grape juice now. And, no, that's bullshit. They and and I said, I said, if that's the case, then why are there warnings against drinking too much grape juice? Because it gives you the squirts. You think Noah sat in a field while grapes grew to drink grape juice? No. Noah spent the last hundred and twenty years. If you if you believe the stories, he spent the last twenty hundred and twenty years killing absolute fucking morons getting a fucking boat. We can argue about it later. And everything he knew, everything he'd ever seen, everybody died. It was all gone. So Noah got out of the ark. He didn't want to talk to those people anymore. Could you imagine being with your in-laws, prepping for a year? Fuck you people. Bye. Keep the animals. I'm out. Goes into a field, has some seeds he was holding, and he waits for the grapes to grow. And they grow, and he ferments them, and he gets absolutely fucked up. Because that's what I would do. He's the first member of the Cassandra Club. Knows what's going to happen. Can see it like a movie. It don't matter. You freaked me out last week when you were talking about the nuclear bombs. I've been having those things too. No, oh, the, 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 oh, the nuclear, yeah, the nuclear blast dream. Yeah, that's the second one. Uh, I was talking to Annette about it, and I, I think it, uh, I started having them back in like 2017. <laughs> And this is like the third or fourth one. Since I was ten, I've been having them since I was ten. But my particular religious sense goes: we can stop the madness. We don't want fucking Armageddon. That's what it says in my book. Kindness is currency. Yeah, but see, the thing is, Jerry, and and, and since it is prayer meeting Wednesday, here's the problem: there are, you know, you say you don't want Armageddon. There are people out there, and you know them as well as I do. Who do want Armageddon? Who think it's going to be really cool because after all the blood and the guts and the gore and it's going to run as high as the forelock of a horse and other bullshit, bullshit that then it's just going to be all frisbees then and wheat they're checks. They're going and- straight to hell. Okay, they're going straight to hell and they will face judgment. Every like you know who's going to hell? The guy who put the little metal thing on a park bench. Fuck you. Seriously, that's your job. You're going to make homeless people people live outside with. Bugs more uncomfortable. Precisely. You monster. You fucking monster. God only left folks with four rules. You can get esoteric about it, but basically, love God, love man, be nice, kingdom of heaven is within. That's it. Yeah, or or, or, the, or, the, or the or the updated version from Matthew twenty five. Feed the hungry, heal the sick. Visit the imprisoned and house the homeless. 
And, well, my prayer yesterday was shake a tail feather, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Bring the, the drum, the bass, the music. Get jiggy. Life's hard. That's also in my Bible. But you never hear any shit like that. Your God hates women. Fuck you. That God loves you. Well, you know, I have to, I, 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 and and not, yeah, I know, save, save your relatability for your friends, Robin. But, but you're my friend, Jerry. I was reflecting on the fact that. I hope so. Absolutely. Uh, I was reflecting on the fact that, you know, it's so weird to me because I, in, in the past two years, my entire attitude has changed. And I get up every day and I want, I, I, I want, I want to spread the joy that I have in my heart with others. I want to. I want to help people have a better day. I want to smile at people. I want I'm to, not leaving. I want to tell. I want if, to. If y'all want, don't love this country, you leave. The, I'm, I'm staying and fighting. And yet, That's, and, and yet, I have to interject. And yet, there are millions of people, without ever knowing how I try to make the lives of others better. There are millions of people who just want me dead, and others like me. I have me. a trans joke for you. And that's so. I have a trans joke for you, by God, the way. God, that's so weird and so depressing. Okay, I gotta hear it. Okay. First of all, I've been noticing that we're in pre-road warrior. Everybody's picking their team and their outfits. I'm seeing a lot of bikers. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, we're doing a road warrior thing. Okay, fine. I'm with the rainbow people. I'm going to take the rainbow people, the Mexicans, the blacks, and some of the Asians, some of the darker Asians, Vietnamese, Thailand, and y'all. You white people you want a civil war? This is, this is who I'm going to Better food, better music. We got drugs. And let me tell you, you know who our best fighters are? They're suspiciously large women. Look like women, keep your ass like men. One time I was in South Beach. Did I tell you this? We'll and one of these mad guys attacked attack, uh, uh, a suspiciously large woman. He's like, what are you? He was like that person you met at that bar. It, it could have been brothers. Yeah. He was like, were you a faggot? And you could feel the venom. And I, I got a call that out GPS line. It was on 14th Street and Washington, probably one of the most gay-friendly neighborhoods in the world. You don't use that word there. You just don't. Everybody says I think it would be great if we just didn't use that word anywhere. But not there, because it's... It, two blocks away from the first club that opened in South Beach was Split, a gay mecca. Five stories, baddest DJs in the world. Everybody has a great time. It's tremendous. It jump-started the beat. And this person took her shoe off and beat him half to death. Oh, I bet it was a big one, too. And, and, and stood over and go, tell your friends you got your ass kicked by a faggot. Stepped over him and they went back to their daintiness. Everybody's like, you go, girl. You go. You got your ass whipped. It was, it was great. <laughs> he deserved it. I don't understand people who worry about what other people are doing. I get worked up over it. I don't get it. No, that's 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 what I was saying. That's what, what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I don't. I, I, how is it there are millions of people who are sitting around and have time in the precious finite amount that they have on this planet for even one second's worth of hate of me and people like me? 
I, I don't get it. But okay, uh, my my uh, okay. because they're attracted. They they're attracted and they want to destroy that part of them because it makes them feel weird. You're not the first person to say that, but you know I. I That's I, exactly what it is. You know, if if I ever get the yeah. are you up, mm, I'll. For purpose, for purposes of general response, I'll just I'll just say, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a woman and I like guys. I guess that not that's the wrong word. Sounds like an interesting time this evening. Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, in front of the local 24-hour convenience store. Something ah. that only happens in urban areas. It, it, I'm uh, look, I'm by the radio towers, the stadium, and I'm actually on the county line of Broward and Dade County. I'm standing, if I walk 50 feet, I'm between both counties. This is where everybody stops to get their beer, their wraps, their 50-cent chips, their lotto tickets. I love this place. I'm trying to build community, technically. Hello? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Oh, and, and I, okay, so I got to tell um, and this has become my absolute favorite trans girl joke. Okay, let me hear it. Let's go. What do we got? How many trans girls does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, I got no idea. None. Just tell her she's beautiful and she'll light up the room by herself. You told me that joke. I, I, yeah. That's my favorite yeah. trans joke. And you know what? You're right. I told the trans girl she was beautiful and there was almost a biochemical reaction. I was like, son of a bitch, you don't get that. Uh, newly recruited women are a lot more enthusiastic and born into it. God bless you. The sincerest form of flattery is imitation, yeah? Thank Am you I right? Yeah you, yeah, yeah, you are. So, I'm living each day as it were my life. I had the first movie I've ever seen, and I'm from a really conservative Christian base. We weren't allowed to see movies. You know, everything was filtered and managed as if these days weren't coming. Anyways, the first movie I ever saw in the theater was The Hiding Place, which was a um, oh, Corey Dollar Ten- General uh, yeah. Shinner's List. Yeah. Yes. Corey Tenboom. First movie, I'm all excited. That shit, childhood ended right there for me. I remember getting into a manic rage and just reading everything I could about them. Before that, I had no idea what they were. I thought I just thought they were, had cool uniforms and had cool accents. I didn't know what they did, and I went deep. And I was scarred. I was seven years old. So if I see you doing a one-hand salute, you're my enemy. If I start, because the Nazis are Christian nationalists, too. Yes, they were. We did, you know, the belt plates yes, got, were. yeah, got mit uns, God with us, wore those into battle. Yes. And for you atheists out there, the funniest thing I've seen online lately, <laughs> you got atheists, devout atheists online on Reddit going, no, I don't believe in fairy tales or anything like that. But, you know, uh, I'm just asking, God, Donald Trump might be Danny Christ. <laughs> And I'm going, when you have atheists throwing that out there, you got to do something, man. Yes, Donald Trump's the Antichrist. Absolutely. That shit's real. Tradition guy. He, oh, here's the joke. 
What is the symbol? What is the symbol of the, the Republican Party? Elephant. Okay, it used to be. I got to give you a little back change. When we all get to the other place, everybody's going to make fun of us because we fell for the talking snake. Laura said that uh, Satan and his cronies went from planet to planet to planet trying to steal their birthright. And nobody fell except us. We fell for the talking snake trick. I have all the talking snake bit. So, I'm going to lay it out for you. Donald Trump lived at 666 Park Avenue. No, no, no. That's no, 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 party. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, that's, Jer- that's Jared's building. Well, he owned it, and then they moved it along. Well, one of them is. And he co-opted the party, and they changed the logo from the elephant to the talking snake party. They could have picked any logo in the world, but it's just vicious. You know, you've got a point. You've got you've got a point because it's <laughs> you've got a point because it's it's pre-Trump, it's pre-Maggot, but back when the precursor party to the Maggots uh, happened, and by that I mean the uh, well, you, you know, the the, the tea baggers. Uh, they didn't they didn't want anything okay. to do with they that they didn't want anything to do with the uh, with with the the Republican elephant. You're right, Jerry. You are absolutely right. They adopted the talking snake. Yes. We're in a thing, guys. We're in a thing. Oh, I, I got to tell you, I laughed my ass off. I, I saw I saw a graphic that uh, uh, Nikki, our pal Nikki, posted. And it's the, sna- it's the urine-colored snake flag again, but the snake is looking a little goofy. And instead of don't tread on me, it says... Don't step on snack, and then you know it's snack. And of course, from years back, uh, in you know when the tea baggers got going, uh, and I think it could probably apply even now to uh, the the current warfare on you know knowledge. You know, instead of don't tread on me, don't and 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 the snake you know has like you know squirrely crossed eyes and says, don't read to me. We gotta take this all seriously, though. Oh, we do, and I the do. Reptiles are running the party. The reptile that that Dana Loach fish. She's a reptile. I don't care if really. What the fuck do y'all stand for? Really? And when you get power, what are you gonna do? Lower taxes and oppress brown people? That's it. I'm tired of this movie. I want to be in the 21st century. You want to know why we don't have fucking flying cars? Because of gasoline. Because the Republicans. That's why. Probably, probably the same thing goes for our pal Reverbo's uh, helium-filled pants. Conservative literally means nothing. Yeah. Okay. A thousand different realities are born every day. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You got me. Well, I gotta, I gotta, t- I gotta tell you, I'm. I'm 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 glad I'm how bad how bad was the storm on your side of Florida? Was it just a lot of shitty rain and blowing wind or No, it was a category one on this side. Well, you know, Darlene and, Darlene, and, Darlene in Connecticut uh, mentioned to me a little bit ago uh Ian was still roiling about in the in the Atlantic today. A week later, it was reforming into a system that impacted weather in Connecticut today, lots of rain and wind. 
He's, uh, the, Canada got a category four. I mean, these, these, these new climate change, these new climate change hurricanes are, are are a booger. They're monsters. Because what happens anytime a, a storm gets within fifty miles of Florida, they go crazy, just like everybody else does. The water is bath water; it's shallow; it's perfect. Every hurricane picks up twenty to fifty miles an hour. Yeah, and eventually, and, you know, and, and and you know, we say the hurricane season goes from June one to November one. It may wind up being like American politics, Jerry. There's no you season anymore. There, there's no season anymore. You 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 only need one. Did you see that bridge that was destroyed? Yeah, the one to Sanibel Island. Concrete. Yeah. White people, white people bridge. Not you know. The strongest they make, they everybody got paid on that, and the wind and water. Well, and it, it worries me because I, I have not heard. Uh, well, it's been years, really, but I haven't heard from Guy James, and I know he lived on Sanibel. So, yeah, but I'm glad you're Calling okay, Guy James. I wish I'm okay. I'm a little. I'm moving through some shit. I'm getting to the end of the rainbow. I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, I don't care what you think. I don't care how. I'm not trying to hurt you, but I'm not trying to manage your emotions for you either. I mean, it's the apocalypse. I'm getting high. I'm getting laid. I'm telling jokes. <laughs> well, I have a note from I have a note for you from the Horn Spiritual Advisor Jude in the Great Northwest. She said, uh, "Jude, uh, uh, for Jerry, his voicing." Make a joyful noise hit home with, within me just now. Please give him my gratitude as where I currently reside within this mortal vessel feels lost. I just brought out my drum and will lift this wasteland within me to the great spirit for healing. See, look at look at what happens Dude. here. Isn't that beautiful? Dude, the, the universe is absolutely in love with you, dude. And solutions are coming. You're in a complex thing right now. I can feel it. But it's going to get better. We're all going to get better because we're people of love. We give a fuck. The buck stops with us, wherever we are. There's great tribulation, but we'll have great power. Because the only thing real is love. The only thing of value is your soul. And kindness is currency in heaven. Well, from your mouth, I got one food one. I, from from your mouth to the universe's ears. Yeah, go ahead. I talk to my mom, my late wife, all the time. My mom is the best cook anybody's ever made, or no? I mean, she was to recreate some of the things she did. I tried to do it once at Whole Foods. They got a like ethnic thing going on there. They got Haitian, that is amazing, blah, blah, blah. It costs about 50 bucks. So I've been playing with ramen and, and uh, Impossible Burger. Trying to come up with uh, a, a dish I had in South Beach. About 30 bucks. It was awesome. And she keeps bugging me. She goes, you got to put egg in it. I go, I don't want to put egg in it. And I'm having this conversation in my head, okay? <laughs> Arguing with who knows who. 
and I'm going on. I think, fine, I'll put a negative. I mixed it up, and I wasn't even there. My hands were moving. I was in a state. It was just like mom did. Because as cool as heaven is, she misses cooking. And I'm crying a little bit now, so that actually happened. Wow, Jerry. It was just, it had too much salt, too much oil, too much spices. It was just like too cooked. Something I haven't had for seven years. Oh. And she also told me that I got to make peace with my brothers and sisters. Even though I don't want to. So, yeah. And take care of my dad. But they're from a whole thing that, oh, the dead are in the grave. Okay. If you're an asshole, you go to hell immediately. It's in the Bible. Remember Lazarus is uh, the guy who stepped over him every day? Yep. Rich man, poor man. Lazarus was a broken man. But he was a good man. One day they both die. Rich man goes to, he goes to super hell because there's like different levels of hell. I mean, and Lazarus goes to heaven. He's chilling with the great beyond and the most high and everything. And there's an angel there. And uh, the rich man goes, hey, wait a second, is that Lazarus over there? Oh my God. Maybe Lazarus can put in a little bit. Nah, you're an asshole. You're, you're not getting ordered for you. Well, this is a terrible place. My brothers are assholes. Can you tell them, get the hell away from here, change their life? He goes, nah, they haven't heard it by now. This is where they're headed to. They're all Republicans after all. Poor God. Fuck that. Yeah, as uh, we as Annette, as Annette, tortured visitors. As Annette famously. We tortured visitors, Okay. As Annette famously yeah, I, as Annette, as Annette famously told a uh, an asshole once upon a time who told her that she was going to hell, she said, "No, I'm not, but you are, and I will sit outside the gates and tease you with ice water." I'll actually bring you a symbol. Only charge you five hundred bucks. I've seen heaven and hell, Robin, both during near death experiences. I've met God and Yeshua. God has a sense of humor, and his favorite thing to do is laugh. But they don't teach you about that in the Bible. Oh, G- Jesus is a big joker. It's all over the place. I mean, you, you, he sounds like Henny Youngman in, in the Gospels when he says, There, you all get crowns. Everybody gets crowns, okay? Everybody's getting a crown. Are you happy? How about this? Yahweh waited a million years to hear a human laugh. How profound is that? And I have it on great authority that he spent at least, if you believe that in the seven-day plan, he spent about 12 hours on the penis. And if you believe in the millionaire plan, at least 10,000 years. He's very into the sex. He loves sex. In fact, the first thing out of his mouth was, get busy and start fucking. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jerry, you, you got you, we're, we're gonna we're gonna leave on that one, buddy. That's a nice little bowl. I love you all. I love you. Well. Um, I got another story to tell you about. I had to get in an argument with a, uh, a bank, and I let, I released the crazy on them, and they sent me my money back. And apologize, but that's another story. Good deal. We'll make that next time. You take care, Jerry. We love you too, man. You you, you take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Man, there aren't any other scary Jerry's out there. There just are not. Uh, and uh, so we, uh, well, a little less than a half hour to go. Uh, and still trying to come up with the last five bucks for Ralph's challenge. It's kind of important. Uh, yeah, because it's kind of hard to be gone and bills waiting to be paid. Just saying. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa asking, sometimes I get confused by the coded race language. What does white people bridge mean exactly? Do the architects and the engineers design those things with the anticipated loads and geographic conditions in mind, or do they do so by the number of white folks who are projected to drive across the structure? Well, the simple answer, Brother Deacon, is that different places get different emphasis. For instance, what Jerry was talking about in terms of that bridge to Sanibel is that it was designed to every possible spec, and as he noted, everybody got paid. And, of course, if you've ever read a Carl Hyacin novel or a Tim Dorsey novel or a uh, Dave Barry novel or a John D. McDonald novel, you know that contracting in Florida, uh, it's not exactly... Uh, uh, it's not exactly a scientific process. Yeah, if you tried to call in while I was talking to Jerry and went to voicemail, it's because you were calling into the line that Jerry was on. And so that's why it goes to voicemail and it says the voicemail has not been set up yet because I didn't set up voicemail for the stress line phone. Uh, Jude, uh, having mentioned the drum, said... Uh, Discovered when I was on my way to a hospice home, something pulled me to stop at a small store that in its window had Native American gifts. Inside this dwelling was the enclosed drum photograph. I purchased it not knowing why, other than being drawn. I later found out that our hospice chaplain was on her property close to Mount Rainier doing work with some, with, uh, some within a sweat lodge. One of our funeral directors had been shot and killed while on his way to begin the process of removing one of our precious patients from their home. Thank you, Jerry and Robin. Thank you, Jude, for that. Thank you. I'm not a proponent of any religion. And I've got a particular skepticism about the Abrahamic ones. Because there's so much hate for so many people inside those religions. But I have a great and profound respect for spirituality, whatever that word means. And sometimes people call it listening to your gut. Sometimes people call it listening to the voices of those who've gone before. Sometimes it's listening to the universe. But, you know, paying attention and 
Oh, what was that ancient book? Be Here Now? That, yeah. Um, should we talk about Ron Monkey Up DeClantis deciding it was okay to be seen in public with President Biden? Um, he, President Biden went to Fort Myers today to look at the hurricane damage. And that, you know, that even throws me back to, uh, again, what I was talking about with people like uh, uh, Bill the Cat Killer Frist and uh, Dr. Oz and, yes, even uh, even Bishop Willard and poor Seamus. Poor Seamus. But one of those moments, uh, it was when Bill the Cat Killer Frist still had some uh, currency, as it were. That's when the massive tsunami hit in Thailand. And, of course, a number of, uh, of, of somebodies went out uh, to view what had happened. And Bill the Cat Killer Frist was one of the people who did. And one of the journalists on the trip reported that uh, once they got there to the affected area, Bill the Cat Killer Frist said, get a picture of me and make sure you get plenty of devastation in the background. Imagine thinking of a shattered world and shattered people and shattered lives and shattered families as a stage prop for your PR. But that's Republicans. That's Republicans. It's who they are. And I'm not in a frame of mind to hear about not all Republicans right now. Because by God, if you vote for them, you endorse them. And if you endorse them, you endorse their behavior. And if they engage in toxic, terrible, inhuman, inhumane behavior, then that makes you that way too. Billable Rick wrote a little bit ago and said, Dr. Oz, I had no idea that Dr. Oz was such a sadistic fuck. Profanity intended. Then again, I suppose you have to be sociopathic to be a friend of Mar-a-Lago Mussolini. If Dr. Oz ever got within a country mile of my eight-week-old puppy, Maley, he'd need some major facial reconstruction. Can't blame you. I'm guessing there's a lot of people that are... I don't know. Uh, will Republicans showing up to his little maggot events... Uh, will, will, will they... Will they? Because, you know, a lot of people bring their, their furry friends with them. Would you... I mean, even if we assume for a moment, and I know it's vomit-inducing, that you are maybe a maggot and and a supporter of Dr. Oz, would you would, would would you bring your Labrador Retriever, your Golden Retriever, your Doshand? Would you big bring your big old floppy-eared Bloodhound, or your precious little Yorkshire Terrier with you to go and see Dr. Oz? You know, dog, dogs know. Dogs know people. 
And when they back up at somebody and they get their and they, the, the hair rises on the back of their necks and they show their teeth, generally not an unfriendly dog. They're just recognizing an unfriendly human. Well, thank you for that, Shorty. You're a doll. Heck yeah, Robin, you ray of sunshine. Girl, you're a living, walking, energy-conserving, great big ball of sunshine. When assholes creep up on you, pull, pull that sunshine out of your purse and blind them like that men in black movie. Just saying, Robin. That's just sweet, Shorty. Thank you, doll. Thank you. And, 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 and uh, Lee in New York reminding us, Hurricane Sandy... Ron DeSantis was in Congress and voted no for aid to New York and New Jersey. He needs to be reminded. I agree. I absolutely do agree. And, of course, even in this round, uh, what, the entire Florida delegation of Republicans voted against Hurricane Ian relief? Did did I read that right? Because I think I read that right. (sighs) Let's, uh... Let's go over the Skype line. Scott's been very patient. Hey, Scott. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I don't know. You and Jerry, I felt like I was going to church. Oh, I can get that a little, a little bit that way on Wednesdays. And this may very well be the only radio program uh, in the known universe that made reference to Corey Ten Boom. Yeah, well, that was, I mean, I'm I'm glad I still had her on a brain cell because I heard I heard that. <laughs> like, Yo, I remember I remember old Corey. And for some reason, whenever I hear her name, did you ever watch the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson? Did of course, of course, you did. That one of the go to the Schlossen cutoff. Uh, but don't cut off your uh, get out of the car and cut off your Schlossen. Yeah, but he used to do a, a routine called Karnak the Magnificent. Oh, I remember Karnak. And one of my favorite Karnak answers, the answer was Sis Boom Bob. Oh, my God. You too? And uh, whenever I hear Corey Ten Boom, I always think of that Karnak uh, joke. But anyway, the answer is he opens the envelope, hold, you know, kept in a mayonnaise jar on Funkenwagen. Front porch, yes. What is the sound of a sheep exploding in reverse? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Speaking of jokes, <clears throat> I have a very eclectic group of people on my Facebook uh, friends list, and one of them, who I've mentioned from time to time, is Philip Proctor, former uh, member of the Firesign Theater. Yes. And he posted a joke, and I didn't get it until the next day. I read it the wrong way. And see if – all right. Wait a minute. I thought you were talking about the, the shitty way that the uh, – uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, what's it? Not the anagrams. The, uh, uh, you know, algorithms. I thought you were talking about the shitty, the shitty way that the algorithms work, at, at, you know. Well, here's the joke. An ego and a super ego walk into a bar. (laughs) They get up to the bar, and the bartender says, I'll need to see some id. (sighs) 
Well, it's Phil's joke. I mean, I I'm didn't get that. Well, I, I did. I, that's I, 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 yeah. Horse walks. Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, "Why the long face?" Um, did I hear Jerry correctly, Robin? Did he say he was calling on an iPhone? No, he was calling on an Android phone. Oh, okay. And he was talking about the fact that Android phones kind of like make phone calls sort of an adventure. Well, or you know, an afterthought (laughs) technologically. And maybe that's the maybe that's the problem with some of the calls that come into the stress line because the stress line is an Android phone. Well, it could be. Could be because I'm I'm on an iPhone. Do I sound all right? Am I pretty clear? Oh, you're loud and clear and coming through fine, Dimitri. <laughs> you had to know you were walking into that. Well, I, 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 everything's... A yes, I, I like saying hello, Dimitri. <laughs> of course I like. Of course. of course I like to talk to you. <laughs> no, not Dimitri, it's just that we, well, we have a little problem, you, you know, what 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 one of our one of our our generals? Well, he he went kind of funny, you know, funny in the head. What? Well, no, Dimitri, Dimitri, no, it, it, no, it's just that he decided to attack your country, Dimitri. And there's not. Why do you bad, do this to me? There's not a bad performance in that entire movie. Well, this is My, two nights in a row with a Doctor Strange love reference because last night I, I hauled out you, Colonel Bat Guano, if that really is your uh, name. Uh, I heard that. I heard that. Uh, uh, George C. Scott was tremendous in that film. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Buck. General Buck Tur- Turgidson. <laughs> you just stay right here, honey, and. Old Bucky will be back before you can say blast off. <laughs> I've memorized the movie, know. Scott. I'm warning I you. I know. I know. I know. Slim Pickens. Did you know that James Earl Jones was in that movie? Yes. He was the, the, the what, the bombardier? Or... Yeah. <clears throat> or was he? he so... No, he wasn't radio. He was, Yeah, I think he was a bombardier. He was the one that was constantly updating Slim Pickens after the plane got hit. Two hundred dollars in rubles, two hundred dollars in gold. Combination miniature Bible, Bible and Russian <laughs> phrase book. Hell, two pairs of nylons, four chocolate bars. Hell, fella could have pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend in Vegas with this shit. I love it. I love it. I have been to a rodeo and two picnics on the ground, and this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what, uh, Sorry. Well, I, Your fault. I know, I know. But, the, well, I'm not going to give away the ending, because there may actually be people who have never seen that film. But Vera Lynn... We'll meet again. Don't know well, the wildest part, the wildest part of the, is, is that it blew my mind later on, like, what, 1980, 1980, 1979? Um, because I first heard reference to that song in a song called Vera on Pink Floyd's The Wall. 
Okay, because I was really? yeah, I was a little I was a little stoner, and I had not seen Doctor Strangelove yet. Really, and, by that time? And no, no, I had not. Remember, this is I mean, VHS doesn't even have its legs under it yet. And so I hear, but I, but I hear Roger Waters singing "Vera, Vera, what has become of you?" And then, uh, does anybody else in here re- remember how she said that we will meet again some sunny day? Then years later, I'm watching Doctor Strangelove, and it's like, wow, <laughs> that was real. Yeah, she was big uh, in England. Oh, my dad loved that song. That was the that was the romantic ballad of the of, of the of the war in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a, now now that I've got a bunch of lines in my head, I've got to uh, definitely watch that tonight. You know what I was watching? Oh, and we, oh wait, you and I were talking, and, and we had a well, we had a Blazing Saddles reference last night too. Oh well, I. Um, Call dang it, Robin. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, somebody, I guess it was the anniversary of his birth the other day. Bob Keeshan. Captain, Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo. Captain, Captain of my childhood. Well, I'm telling you, um, those programs don't hold up well. Uh, what got me on my Captain Kangaroo kick after reading that it had been his birth, the anniversary of his birth, I went to the Emmy Legends site on the old internet where they have multiple part interviews with all these famous TV type people and sat there and watched the seven part interview with Bob Keeshan and learned every possible thing you could want to know about old uh, Captain Kangaroo. And then I said, well, now, see, I didn't like the show because I thought it was too... Uh, stupid? It was, well, not stupid. Uh, stupid's not quite the word. Uh, the, um, just kind of wimpy. I mean, for a kid raised on Warner Brothers cartoons... Well, see, but that's, stupid, the, that's the age difference between you and me because it was perfect for my demographic. Well, I mean... Dancing sure Bear and Bunny Rabbit and Mr. Moose. Dancing Bear was weird. But Grandfather clock. Now, I did like the clock. I would like a clock on my wall, like a hanging grandfather clock that has the, the shifty eyes and falls asleep on you. I, now, I do remember that and being quite impressed with that. Uh, with Mr. Moose, I didn't like him. B- Bunny Rabbit uh, strung out on carrots. Skits, Whacked out of his mind. Yeah, well, I mean, and there was another famous, there was another rabbit who once famously remarked, Whoo, I'll never mix carrot juice and radish juice again. Well, see, now that's a travesty because... And little well, kids watching it are going, well, I don't know why not, but the adults are going, oh, I get it. That's a joke about mixing liquor. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, uh, but I watched... Uh, 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 about 40 minutes of, of a show from 1958 of Captain Kangaroo and then about half hour of one from 1961 which I probably saw back then in first run and then I watched a, a, a segment from 68 and I don't know maybe you've got to be 
anywhere from four to eight years old to really get it or get into it. But they were creepy. I mean, I you know. Well, I, no, I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember some of the you know the musical breaks. Um, I in fact I was look I, the other day. Don't ask why. I looked up the Cincinnati Dancing Pig. The Cincinnati Dancing Pig. I don't know that one. With a jig, jig, jiggity, jig. That was one of the that was one of the songs they used, and uh, there was another song that uh, the, the and the line was, "If you don't happen to like me, pass me by." Is that? Wow. And these were like known pop tunes, but they thought yeah, they were good. Was, they thought they were okay for you know that, that this would be a good message for kids. Didn't uh, Marilyn May sing that? I have no idea. Like a Broadway show, probably. She also sang the the Plymouth commercials or Dodge uh, singing jingles there back in the late sixties. Now I'm not, I'm going to worry about that for the rest of the night. Well, but you've got you've got Mr. Google, and you can ask. Is it something like "Pass me by"? Pass, pass me by, by if you don't. Ha- now see, we're in a five hundred and eighty dollar fundraising hall, and you're making me. If you don't happen to like me, pass me by. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think I think it was Marilyn May. Pass me by, pass me by. If you don't happen to like me, pass me by. You'll need to uh, put the, get yourself a loudspeaker for your car on the trip down to. Uh, uh, no, Florida. believe me, I don't. I don't have any trans stickers on the car, and no, 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 no. Which way are you going? Uh. <laughs> uh, I, uh well, no. Um, <laughs> Okay, I can tell you. I will take U.S. 60 to Charleston. I will then uh, pick up Interstate 64 westbound out of Charleston for uh, 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 Huntington and remain on 64 across the Big Sandy River. I will cross the Kanawha River at least six times because uh, I, I counted. Winding, I, I counted. A winding recently. piece of water. I, oh, yeah, because it's very old. You know, the, the, the second oldest river in the world combines with the Gauley River to form the Great Kanawha at Gauley Bridge. God, why do I... <laughs> but anyway, I'll take I-64 across the big Sandy River at Ashland um, to all the way to Lexington, Kentucky, and through Lexington to Versailles, Kentucky. And no, by God, it is not Versailles. It is Versailles. It is Versailles, because they'll beat your ass if you say it wrong. Yes, they will. With, a, with with an empty bourbon bottle, because that's bourbon they'll, country, honey. They'll jack your jaw. And they'll then I'll get on the uh, then I'll get on the Bluegrass Parkway, take that to Elizabethtown, Kentucky, which has a charming movie named of the same name. And then I'll get on I sixty five South, I sixty five South through Nash Vegas, uh, on down to the Spring Hill Parkway. Get on the Spring Hill Parkway uh, through uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, and. Uh, or Saturn Parkway through Spring Hill, Tennessee, and down to Columbia, Tennessee, and then turn south on U.S. 43, and U.S. 43 will take me across the uh, Alabama line. It'll take me through the uh, Mennonite country of Lawrence County, Tennessee, and uh, it'll take me all the way into the Shoals where I will I will either take uh, the, 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 the little two-lane road through Happy Hollow that crosses the Shoals Creek, or I'll go out to I-72 and take I-72 west into Florence. 
do the Mennonites have a roadside stand where they sell curds, or is that a Ohio thing? No, they've got a roadside stand where they sell every damn thing. Can or jar uh, uh, preserves and preserves. Their molasses is not to be trifled with. Uh, fried the fried the best fried pies on planet Earth. Um, oh, baby! And and uh, uh, we actually have here, I think, still the cradle that we bought for Margie, that was made of solid cedar, weighed about a million pounds, was cute as hell. And, and after we had, after we had wrestled the thing around for a little while, Annette, looked, Annette and I looked at each other and said, "What were we thinking? Put the kid in the bed. Put the kid in the put the kid in the baby bed." <laughs> um, I mean, it was classic. You know, it rocked and everything. But honest to God, you would have thought it was it, it was made of uranium two thirty eight. It was so damned heavy. No, yeah, and you got that from the Mennonites. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. See the those things. If you bedsteads, be bed frames, cabinets. Oh, yeah. Dressers, chests of drawers, armoires. Now, those Mennonites are an industrious lot. They are an industrious lot, you know, and they're, <laughs> and, and now to uh, to get to another literary reference, um, do you, you remember in Catch-22, do you remember the chaplain, A.T. Tapman chaplain? You're going to hate me, but I never read Catch-22. Oh, my God, it's, it, it's the Big Lebowski all over again. I cannot believe it. Oh, here we go. Uh, well, it... Everybody refer everybody refers to A. T. Tapman Chaplin as father. And he's and, and his response is always the same. You don't have to call me father. I'm only an Anabaptist. <laughs> and yet if you study up as I did, then it becomes even funnier. I'm only an Anabaptist. Uh so there's that, but uh, is that just, like a just, primitive uh, Baptist? No, no, it's not a Baptist at all. It is. It, it's it's a Greek. The A N A is Greek in front of the word Baptist, and it means not a Baptist. Oh, <laughs> I mean, these people were tormented and murdered by Holy Mother Church because they challenged the idea that you needed to be baptized. When you say Holy Mother Church, you mean the papists. Yeah, yes, I, I mean the Pope at Rome. Yeah. Mackerel snappers. Oh, oh God. Sound like my uncle. <laughs> uncle uh, Alec. Yeah, no, but uh, no, the, the, the Catholic Church did things too. I, I actually went by um, my trip to Germany 10 years ago. We drove by the cathedral in Münster where they took the Anabaptist leaders and put them in cages and hauled them up by chains to hang in front of the cathedral, not by their necks, but in cages, and just let them to start and let them starve to death as a warning to anybody else who might want to be an Anabaptist. Well, those Catholics, fun city. That was the original name. Yeah. Of so Vatican yeah. So city. forgive me. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. by the way, uh, Peggy Lee passed me by in 1965. Thank you, Lee, in New York, serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Research Department. How can you forget, Ron and Raleigh asks, no mention of Mr. Green Jeans, Frank Zappa, Mr. Green Jeans. I've heard that before. Was Frank? Did Frank Zappa really pay, play Mr. Green Jeans? Because I don't think he did. No, it was uh, Lumpy uh, Branham. Hugh was his given name. And nobody could, he never would explain how he got the nickname Lumpy. 
Would you? Really? Would you? If your nickname was Lumpy, would you explain why? Wait a minute, I did it to you for a change. Yay me. In American entertainment, there are only two Lumpies that I'm familiar with. Lumpy Branham, Mr. Green Jeans. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other one was on Leave It to Beaver. Leave it, yeah, that was that was that was the Beaves friend, Lumpy. Lumpy Rutherford. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this program. Well, can we? Hey, let's do one news story at least before we leave. Yeah, leave them. Po- uh, possibly two. Because we've 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 had we've had uh, we've had a lot of Herschel this evening. And yesterday, 75 prayer warriors for Herschel gathered at a Baptist megachurch in Hotlanta. You know, some strip joints in Hotlanta, too. They may, yeah, <laughs> may, Maybe after they were done prayer warrior and they went over to the Gold Club or maybe the Cheetah Three. You know, Don't ask like, me how I know the names. Do the deacons uh, get to the counting room and find pasties in the plate? I don't know. Uh, well, they didn't get to. The journalists didn't get to go to the event at First Baptist Church in Atlanta, but there was a Facebook video caught by somebody who was there, because apparently the First Baptist Church of Atlanta hasn't figured out that you know phones have cameras on them now. So we get this. Oh, smarty pants! I love the word. I, I wasn't sure what spirits he would be in today when he and Julie walked in my office a moment ago. But, um, wasn't sure what spirits he would be in when he walked in. <laughs> in reference to... Uh, Herschel. <laughs> spirits. Yeah. You know, when you're among a bunch of Baptists, that can mean multiple things, Scott. Oh, it could. It could. It could. It could mean the spirits it, that the, it could mean the spirits that the deacons pick up at the back of the liquor store. Uh, yeah. Or it could something. be a, t- a floor-rolling, Crisco-anointing, tongue-speaking, snake-handling frenzy. Yeah, yeah. That's because uh, you know, you, is... you know, you know, you know the old the the old doctrinal reality. Um, let's see. Uh, the Syrian Orthodox don't recognize the authority of the Greek Patriarch. Um. Uh, the Russian Orthodox don't recognize the authority of the Pope at Rome. And Southern Baptist deacons don't recognize each other in the liquor store. Amen. And all God's children said amen. So let, let's check in here. Uh, let's check in with these prayer warriors. I'm going to scrub forward here for a second and see, what, uh, see if we can, we can get to the, to the, to the Crisco part. You know, that has a different meaning depending on where you are, too. Yeah, back in the 70s, I saw a sign, uh, a Crisco night at the disco. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, here, here we go. We got to, yeah, here's the Crisco part. And a little further. A little further. Prayer warriors for Jesus. Okay, yeah. Well, then, wasn't there something involving Crisco or butter in Last Tango in Paris with Marlon Brando? Oh, well, uh, now that you mentioned it. Absolutely, we'll do that. And if you would like to just uh, come.
come forward and be part of this prayer time. Anybody who feels led, just come on here towards the front, and we'll go right into this time of prayer. Some of our pastors from the church are going to come forward, but anyone uh -huh. who yeah, feels yeah. led. And, uh, are you going to pray for forgiveness for the abortion he paid for? All right, you can just uh, step down here, uh, and we'll just gather around and have prayer. Just come on up if you would. And the people with the camera are just walking right up there too. <laughs> oh, and they're a hugging. Oh, they're a hugging on Herschel. And ain't nobody asking how he, did he pray for forgiveness for murdering that baby. And if you are joining me in agreement, I want you to agree with me while I pray. Agree with me out loud while I pray, if you will. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to oh, gather glory. together in this place. Yes. yes. In this house of prayer where we Amen. call upon your name. And while the storm is raging outside these walls, I don't see it. Don't look like it's raining or nothing. In our own lives. Yes. And we acknowledge you as the peace speaker. When you say peace, be still. The winds have to die down and the waves have to subside. And the sea. Yeah, I don't think that applies to like newspapers. No, it doesn't apply to preachers because peace be still to me implies shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but it doesn't apply to the New York Times. It doesn't apply to the Daily Beast. And, you know, uh, maybe instead of peace be still, uh, they might want to tell uh, Herschel about that old adage, never get in a fight with a guy who buys ink by the barrel. Good point. <laughs> who is this dude who's doing like Who's what? Who is this dude that's doing the talking? Is that the pastor? No, that's the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Atlanta. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And until you yes. speak those words, dear God, you give us the grace to face any storm that you allow to happen. Yeah. And we thank you that before Herschel was born, you knew him. Yes. yes. You knew you were going to give him all them head injuries, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, you knew he was going to put a gun to his wife's head and threaten to slit her throat in her sleep. You know that, Jesus, and you went on and let him do it. Praise his holy name. Knew him in the womb. Knew every ding he was going to get, every bash, every crash. <laughs> every, <laughs> God damn it, every, every, every toss sweep to, 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 to the left side, you knowed them all. Uh, wait a minute. I may have something that's helpful here. Okay. There it is. I, I like uh, this. Is some better preaching, frankly. What are talking about? Jesus. I can't hear you. Jesus. I still can't hear you. Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do you know His name? Have you seen His glory? Have you felt the warm and comfort of His precious love? Praise Jesus. Praise His holy name. Praise His blessed Spirit. Praise His everlasting love. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yeah. Another I like former former football player. Oh. That guy that was just on. No, that was John Sales playing the preacher in Mate One. Yes. Oh. You had ordained his life 
You had already anointed him to have gifts and talents that would cause him to excel above all others. Your hand of favor has rested upon his life all the days of his life. Except for the head injuries. The good days and the dark and bad days. You have been there at every turn. The collapse of the USFL. And he has come back stronger for every setback. Yes, with every one of them chicken farms he owned and all them hospitals he built that he didn't. Judging by his hands to you and gives you praise. Yes. Judging by the, 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 he's never met the man. You know, who? What deity is he talking to? In this case, it's like the deity is is the Charlie Callis of deities. As a yielded vessel, he wants to glorify you. He wants to be true to your word. And he yes, wants to yes. do what is right for our country. Yes, 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 yes. Lord, we know that this is a battle he's facing. Yes. It's more vicious than any sports field he's ever played on. Amen. Amen. This is the fight of his life, holy yes, God. Yes. Yeah, holy God. He would have been so much better off if he hadn't paid for that abortion. Why'd you make him do that, Jebus? Lord, it's a battle, battle royale because, Lord, it's a battle of wits. Yeah, I'm sure I know who the winner is. Get your best. Uh, more right. vicious than any field he ever played. So, I mean, it, it can be mean. It's hard. It's vicious. Really vicious. And we call forth your ministering angels yes. and yes. 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 And we ask you to rebuke the devil. Yes. 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 Satan will not get the victory. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Now, now, uh, Senator <laughs> Reverend Raphael Warnock is an ordained Baptist minister, just like this gospel sharp is, and he just called him Satan. Well, and you got to figure, God's sitting up there with his right hand on the arm of the throne there, just drumming his fingers on these motherfuckers. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> I'm sorry, I... Hey, son, cue up the frogs and locusts. <laughs> Smite them. Quick. <laughs> Can we turn the Chattahoochee into a river of blood, Dad? God I, almighty. We know, whatever the results of this election, Herschel wins. Uh, that's not exactly an endorsement, is it? Oh, whatever the result. Oh, he's Wait a minute. No, that's MAGA Politics 101. Whatever the results, he wins. Uh, there's just something about the way certain religious folk pray that it's more like a speech, but it's framed in a, you know, well, they want you to think they're talking to God. Meanwhile, God's sitting there. Yeah, but this, the, the, the idea of lecturing the almighty creator of the universe yeah because the nuns used to tell me that god knows all and sees all yeah i, I consider the as twain said <laughs> i consider the situation over described <laughs> there you go bingo oh my 
and and and, and this is this is a di- it is now a different Southern Baptist church. The Southern Baptist church I was raised in, you know, we we all sat in our seats. Nobody said anything until it was time to sing, and then we sang and we sat back down. And it was time to pray. We bowed our heads. The preacher did the praying, and we had one deacon, one deacon who had the privilege of at the end saying, and all God's children said, and we all yelled amen. These people have their hands up in the air. You know, it's it, it, wave your donations in the air. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is, I don't know, this is like some sort of Pentecostal tent meeting. I mean, I'm expecting, I'm, I'm expecting, and you know, you know how the snake handling works, right? Oh, I was waiting for the snakes. Well, the way the snake, the uh, Scott, the way the snake handling works is, you can handle the hell out of some poisonous vipers if you if you set them on some ice bags in a cooler. Well, sure. It's when the it's 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 when it's when the snakes get a little bit warmed up that they get a little recalcitrant. So the preacher reaches in and grabs him a nice. <laughs> Reaches in the cooler and grabs an ice grabs an ice cold water moccasin. Pastor, bring me a cold one. <laughs> and and it shows his faith. Uh, and then then you wait to pa- pass it to Brother Eustace once the snake's nice and warmed up. <laughs> How's the faith, son? Very Eustace. The little catch. fucker bit me. Catch Eustace. Aye, aye, aye. And and this video is accompanied by some idiot named Pamela Reardon. Listen up. Herschel Walker did not pay or get a girlfriend to get an abortion. He has been an advocate for getting help for mental health. Because, <laughs> you know, you need help for mental health, not mental illness. The message has gone out. The Warnock campaign came in and chopped up a Nightline interview with his ex-wife to advocate for help for mental illness. Herschel has not lied about anything. Went to a prayer meeting with Herschel and going to be releasing portions. This man is honest and has stepped up to help right this country and stop the destruction by the Marxists left. That's M-A-R-X-I-S-T-S and no apostrophe anywhere to be found. The Democrats are desperate and lying. We don't have to lie. Didn't Harry Truman say, I don't have to... I don't give them hell. I just give them the truth, and they think it's hell. There you go. Jesus, what's with these people? Well, I just just had to share that, because it just didn't happen now. I mean, denial is not just a river in Egypt. And and where is this church? Because if I'm down that way, First Baptist Church of Hotlanta, just down the road from the Cheetah Three Lounge. No, thank you. I'd rather do hard time in W. A. Crills Criswell's church down in Dallas. At least, I mean, at least he was authentic in his inauthenticity. Inauthenticity. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Listen, I got to get out of here. I was actually going to knock off at seven thirty so I can get ready to leave in the morning. But we were having too much fun. Amen. Well, travel safely and bring me back a bag of curds. I told you, they don't sell curds. They have fried pies, but we're outside. I don't know. It's early autumn. It may be fried apple pie season. I'll have to check. Well, and you you do that because it's all part of the road trip experience, Robin. I mean, come on. They still have Stuckies down that way? Um, You know, where was I traveling when I... I think I saw Stuckey's on the way to Atlanta or something. 
Um, but no, the, the 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 only thing that even looks like a Stuckey's now, it still has the blue roof and everything. It's the Upton, Kentucky exit of I-65, and it's a dirty book and dildo store. I don't what? <laughs> don't don't blame me. I mean, it just is. They have frozen custard gel now. Now, well, yes, uh, because there's a couple of uh, well, Florence, Alabama has its own Culvers now, and they do frozen custard. They make it fresh every day, and it is well. But that, when I get that far, and now I, I love it and everything, uh, but no, uh, when I'm that far south, I, I, I avail myself of the availability of High Joy in Ann Arbor, uh, Bluebell homemade vanilla ice cream. That's the so flavor. You, That's the flavor. Homemade vanilla. When you're on the road, you've got to do the entire road trip experience, Robin. I mean, that's all there is to it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But this does not include stopping at the last Stuckey's on I-65 that still has the blue roof and, blue roof and turns out to be a, 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 dirty, book and, a dirty book and dildo store. I, I I I wish I hadn't heard that. I think they're I think I think they're opening uh, I think they're opening this weekend while I'm down there uh, in in the hit recording capital of the world, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I think they're opening at the uh, Barton Civic Center. Uh, it's uh, it's the uh, overflowing lagoons of manure <laughs> <laughs> with uh, uh, with opening act dirty books and dildos. Dirty books and dildos. They're. Uh... They're an up-and-coming group. I mean, um, that's dirty books and dildo. Jesus. Well, on that note, I guess we ought to. I ought to let you go. I guess. <laughs> Say hi to the Mennonites for me. <laughs> they're, tell they're, them I, they're only tell an, them I like, they're, they're they're only Anabaptists. I like their hats. Indeed, I will. They, they get their, you know, they get their own lane on the on on, on US forty three. They get their own lane for the little buggies. Less of fucking carriage, the buggies, the horse, yeah. and, but they, in a nod to uh, modernity, they've got the uh, Dayglo orange. Uh, yes, they do. Triangle on the back of. The I don't chair. think it's a nod to modernity so much as it is a nod to mortality. Well, that too. Oh God, it's make like, it stop! It's like a man from Uncle badge. You know, on the back of the buggy. I hope you guys are having as much fun as Scott. <laughs> it's a nod to mortality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Do you, do you know what goes clip plop bang bang clip plop bang bang? Oops, bang pray. <laughs> no, no, no. Clip plop bang bang clip plop bang bang. A uh, um, a uh, Mennonite uh, drive by shooting. Uh, anyway. All right, on that happy note. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Not <to> mortality. <laughs> Don't feed the horse. He's he's a he's a strict believer. Joy's not going to be okay when she hears the podcast and we get to oops, oops, slam, pray. <laughs> she really she really loved the Stonewall Jackson thing the other night. <laughs> <sighs> that's a hell of a time for one of these to hit me. Well, that's Must a... be the drugs. Ooh, yeah. All right. Don't worry, it's just progesterone and estrogen, but it does something to me. Oh yeah, but under the right circumstances, you just trip your 
Well, never mind. <laughs> Leave it be. I, All right, uh, Scott, get out of here. I'm gone. I am out of here. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Take care. See you. Got to have a little levity. Got to have a little merriment. Uh, thank you, Ralph, for jumping in and, and, and coming through on the challenge, even though we pulled up $5 short. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, uh, Jude wants me to uh, send out her hello to uh, Nidia, who called in a couple of Fridays back when I was talking about the creepy, hateful dude from Ohio. Um, Jude says, she asked other women to call in. I'm calling in in spirit tonight. Thank you, Jerry, for your vision, and yes, for the moments of levity you share with Scott. Night, says Jude. Night, Jude. You be happy, too. Try to find something to laugh about, dear. Because laughter is truly, truly healing. Purifying. Uh, so thank you I guess when we get back uh, we, me, when I get back me and that mouse in my pocket I guess when I get back we will have a uh, um, Jesus $880 fundraising goal and that's a little scary sorry, just is that's me that's the way things are here. Well, thank you. Thank you, Shorty. Shorty in L.A. says, great show, girl. Thank you. It was it was information rich, and that's what I aim for with every program. So now it is time to pack or finish packing and make sure I've got everything I need. Try to pack a – try to impose some sanity on my cosmetics collection. Can't take all the eyeshadow palettes. Uh, thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Uh, thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you so much. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Steve. Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia Stan. He had to bail a little bit earlier because I ran, ran over time. Uh, thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new fresh Malloy on the way. 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first round of Malloy is head on dot live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thank you to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia. Now proud union shop. Get your booster. Wear your mask when you're among the great maggot unwashed. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Wear gloves if you feel it's uh, called for. Nitrile gloves. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And for God's sakes, if somebody comes wandering up to you saying, uh, eh, nice puppy you got there, doing anything with it? Avoid that, 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 that maggot animal abuser like the plague, because he is. Going to miss you guys. 
back Monday. And until then, stay safe. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.